Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, this is the real MVP. We'll explain that in just about a minute. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. We're here. This is it. This is Fox Sports Radio on Super Bowl Sunday. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there and unmatch selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Here's a guy who's always super. My partner, my friend, former pro. No, he's a pro. Once you're a pro, you're a pro. The one and only Bucky Brooks. Hello, Buck. How are you? I'm good, Andy. How are you on this Super Bowl Sunday? Everything is great, and I, I kind of hearken back as I say, look, the next game I play in the NFL will be my first. But you played, you're there, and I'm going to go back to July when training camp starts. This is the dream of every player that gets up there in training camp in July saying, you know, we got to get to the Super Bowl. I'm sure there are guys on certain teams saying we don't have a shot in hell to get there. But that is the dream back in July. And this is the culmination of all that hard work, training camp, the entire season, injuries, wherever it may be. This is it today. It's on the line. Yeah, this is it. This is what everyone talks about. This is what uh, all of the offseason workouts, the training camp, all the practices it- in this moment. And so for the San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs, it's all on the line. It's all right there. It's a dream come true to a lot of guys, but can you take all of those things like the 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 dreams and hopes and aspirations and all that? Can you put that to the side and really focus on the task at hand and make sure that today is the best game that you can ever play? Uh easily said, hard to achieve. Question though, to a player which you were all right. 
Would you rather be in a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl or being the Hall of Fame? I think it's a toughie. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can't get to the Hall of Fame without getting to the Super Bowl. And you look at a guy like Dan Marino. He did it. But uh, would you rather be in the Hall of Fame or play in the Super Bowl? I mean, a lot of it depends on your perspective. I think selfishly, everyone would like to be a gold jacket guy because that means you're one of only what 384 people that are regarded as elite in terms of playing the game. But, man, when you're part of a championship team, you're immortalized. And I, I think for me, I would rather be a part of a Super Bowl champion. Um, I think there's something about being called the champ and being called the champ forever, uh, being with the team and having that shared experience and those memories that you never can forget. To me, I, I don't think there's anything like being a Super Bowl champion, despite recognizing that the VIP club of elite players, the Hall of Fame, I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable to be considered in that exclusive company. Would you agree that you're more recognizable if you're a Super Bowl champ than a Hall of Famer? There are many Hall of Famers that people say, oh, I, I didn't know he was in the Hall of Fame. Right? No, I, I, think, you, I think you're probably more recognizable as a Hall of Famer because there are a lot of people that play on Super Bowl teams yeah, that's who true. no one knows. Right? Like, I mean, for instance, I mean, uh, I can claim it, but I, I don't fully claim it. But I was a member of the 96 Green Bay Packers that won the Super Bowl. I was there for the first nine games of the season before I was released and ended up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. When you look at all the Super Bowl paraphernalia, the team picture, all that stuff, I'm there. I'm part of that team. I got the playoff money and all that other stuff, but still not a part of it because I didn't feel the confetti fall on my shoulders like every member of that team. So to me, I would trade everything to be a part of that team, to be recognized as a champion, because that is on your bottom forever. When they introduce you, they always have to introduce you as Super Bowl champion. Hall of Fame, that stuff is, is, is certainly great because you are more recognizable as a Hall of Famer. But, man, there's just something about, like, this game is the ultimate team sport. There's something about being part of one of those great teams, one of the greatest teams to ever do it. Did they get you a ring? Yeah, you know, not like here's the thing. Now, I got all the playoff money. I didn't get the ring. But as a young player, I didn't understand how important it would be to go and ask for Hey, I understand all this. I would love to have the ring. Uh, now, the ring is everything. The ring symbolizes really being a part of that. I'm sitting here in my home office and I have uh, a Lombardi trophy replica that it just sent out for the anniversary team for like. 25 years or 30 years or whatever sitting behind me. But to me, capping that off with the ring, that would be everything. I guess, yeah. Is there any chance you can go back and ask management in Green Bay, say, look, you know, nah, I think nah, 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 they nah, forgot nah, my you ring. Can't, you can't do that. Can't do no, that. no, 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 you can't do that. Why no, not? No, you can't do that. I, I might, I might have to drop the... You can't do it. Like, that was a part of it. <laughs> you have to be a part of it. You have to be a part of it when it was there. Um, wow. Those things should be given away. They should be like you want to pick and choose who, who gets a part of that because those things are hard to achieve. You just want to give them to anybody and everybody. But no, nah, it's it's a big deal. And I think to me, like what a lot of these guys would experience on both sides, being able to be called a Super Bowl champion, being able to be remembered as one of the what 57, 58 teams that have hoisted the Lombardi trophy. 
Yeah, Man, that's special. That's stuff that you okay, can talk I, about. Okay, I'm going to get back to the ring situation here because I think it's a big deal. And and I, mm-hmm. I I worked in various sports, various sports teams, in the front office, PR guy, whatever it may be. And, and when they won, certainly the players get the rings. But there's a lot of players that I had worked with very adamant in the fact that they didn't want the front office people like like the women in the front office and they, they didn't get rings but they got like necklaces and stuff like that they said hey we we did it we won it we don't want anybody else to to share in our glory what's your take on that no i think that's selfish i mean i think i think when you win i think everybody in the organization should get a part of that because if it's the right organization, everybody has a contribution uh, that they made that allowed the team to operate at a championship level from the travel people to the custodians, to the people that work at the tickets, to the people that work in various roles in the front office. Everybody should be a part of it. And so for a player to have that take, I think that's very selfish. That's a selfish take. Um, it's a team accomplishment. And when we talk about the team. We're talking about the entire organization. So everyone should have some hardware. Everyone one um, should be able to feel like they were a part of that that special team uh, even if it's not like what we call because they have multiple layers of the ring right they have the players ring which is like the best of the best or whatever mm-hmm. but they're replica rings or other rings that other people throughout the office also get but they should be recognized as champions I think that, that, look man it's such a special accomplishment almost like a once in a lifetime deal right. everybody in the building should get some part of that well said. Okay. Now, now here, here's a bigger question for the kids that are going to be watching the game today, school kids. Should Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, be a holiday? I think it should. And, and there's been arguments for years saying the Super Bowl should be on a Saturday rather than a Sunday. You know, the situation is that Sunday's rough because Monday is a day that better go back to school, got to go to work, whatever it may be. And certainly it starts later on the East Coast, I mean, the first kick is about, about 6.30 Eastern time. But by the time it's all over, about 9.30, 10 o'clock, whatever it may be, should Monday be an official holiday? Only in the towns, uh, only in the cities that are participating. That's great. Uh, if you're the like San Francisco it. 49ers, you're Kansas City, uh, those cities, yeah, you should be on notice. Hey, it's a holiday. Like, we went this thing, it's a holiday because uh, everyone's going to party and enjoy it. But if you're in... Um, Chicago or Buffalo or whatever, you don't have a, a a dog in the fight. Like, no, you don't get a holiday. Can't give everybody a holiday for that. Like, why why are you celebrating? Your team is not in it. We're assuming that most teams pull for their 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 hometown, their city. Yeah, no, you don't you don't get a chance to get the day off from work. I like that. Okay. Now you were talking about hardware and rings and things like that. Let's talk about the MVP. Lamar Jackson, I mean, it, it was like common knowledge like about a month ago that a hype was rolling, the snowball was coming down the hill, that Lamar Jackson was going the MVP. The lowest stats for any MVP. Do you really believe that he deserved the MVP? I'm thinking like Christian McCaffrey should have got the MVP. I, I, I didn't even hear his name bantied around for this possible MVP. I didn't see the final tally with the voting. It was like Lamar Jackson, like something like 49 to 1. I mean, that, that was like almost unanimously Lamar Jackson got the MVP. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I can't I can't fault uh, the voters for going Lamar Jackson for MVP and it being a almost unanimous situation. He was the quarterback of the best team in football. The Baltimore Ravens were the best team in football from wire to wire. And unfortunately for them, they didn't win 
uh, in the AFC Championship game to advance to the Super Bowl. But it's a regular season award. And based on how the regular season played out, there was not a more dominant team and there was not a more dominant player on that team than Lamar Jackson. He should have won it. Now, if this was what I would call like an objective award where you're rewarding performance uh, in, in terms of like who was maybe the the best player in the league based on how they dominated their respective position. Christian McCaffrey certainly has an, a, right. a, look, a, a, a legitimate argument. He led the league in scrimmage yards. He led it in rushing yards. He led it in he tied for the lead in total touchdowns. You could make a reasonable assertion that he is the most impactful player or most important player on the Niners. But you had the Brock Purdy situation. And because we are... I said so enamored with quarterbacks and because we've kind of made them be mythical figures in our league where they kind of do everything. Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy would always split the vote when it came down to who's the most important player for the Niners. And because of that, it's an easier choice to make Lamar Jackson the MVP. Okay, you talk about MVP, and coming into this segment, I said the real MVP, maybe the most valuable player. No, I said maybe the most valuable person in this year's Super Bowl, and it's different because there was one person dominating Super Bowl coverage this year, and it wasn't a player. It was Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift, obviously, is the most valuable person. Uh, the pop stars dating Travis Kelsey. I mean, the story this week wasn't so much on the field. It was whether Taylor Swift would make it back to the game from Tokyo because she had a concert last night, and she's back there right now. And there was a thing, there was a story, I think, in January, January's uh, late January in the New York Times, Benjamin Hoffman, I saw I cut this out for the New York Times, said that the reality is that Taylor Swift is typically on the screen for less than 25 seconds over the course of broadcasts that run longer than three hours, which is really being mentioned. But all of a sudden, everybody talks about her, but it's not really that much time. There's another website, and it said that uh, she's been on 76, 12, and 14 seconds about screen time, and she kept quiet about that. But Tony Romo, Jim Nance of CBS, Mike Tirico of NBC makes sure that the TV audience knew where she was. Of course, that's what people want to talk about. And Tracy Wilson, along with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, they're going to make up the CBS broadcast team for today's Super Bowl. Back on February the 6th in the Atlantic, they said, quote, I can't tell you. The amount of dads who have come up to me and said, my daughter is now watching football because of Taylor Swift. I mean, why wouldn't you take mm-hmm. advantage or capitalize on whatever? It's great for the NFL. It's great for ratings. And Tony Romo said, if that's what people want, we should show it. And look, uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, said this past week, it can't be denied that Taylor Swift's attendance at games has lifted TV ratings. So to me, Taylor Swift is the MVP, most valuable person for this year's Super Bowl. Agree. I would never not. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Um, She has done a great job of bringing in a a new way, a new fan base, tapping into a new market. Uh, Whether we call them casuals or not, we certainly have more eyeballs on the sport. The NFL dominates the landscape when it comes to TV ratings. It's the most dominant sport. It's the most popular sport in the country. Taylor Swift has only enhanced us. You're talking about a popular artist, one of the greatest uh, uh, entertainers that we've seen. When you think about her Grammys and how much she commands when it comes to tour and eyeballs on her, she absolutely has upgraded the National Football League and Roger Goodell should be very thankful that she has linked up with an NFL player and they have made so much uh, created so much of a stir, so much attention. I think it's been positive for the league. 
I, I think it's great. And whether this romance is real or not, who cares? I think the NFL has certainly profited by it. Oh, and, wait, wait, well, wait, yeah. what you, wait, 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 wait. You don't, you don't think the romance is no, real? No, I think it like, is. What? I mean, I saw the way she oh, grabbed okay. him and they were kissing yeah. after the game last. I mean, come on. This is a real thing. And now the rumors yeah. are saying that uh, should Kansas City win today, Travis is going to get down on one knee and propose and give her a ring. I don't think oh, that's going to happen. But, yeah, you know, I, I think I mean, it's it wonderful. Be... I really do. Look, I think I think it, I think it'd be terrific, and if he does decide to do that, if there's a Kansas City win and he decides to get on the knee with a confetti falling, <laughs> uh, I don't know if there'd be a more iconic iconic moment. You talk about blowing up the internet. I mean, that would absolutely make the internet crash <laughs> if if he decides that today's the day that he wants to make a lifetime decision. Uh, it'd be great for the game, though. I think it's wonderful. I really do. He's Bucky Brooks. I think he's wonderful, too. Get him on X. Get him on Twitter, whatever you want to do. At Bucky Brooks. At Andy Furman FSR. Mike Harmon joins us in our third hour. Get him at Swollen Dome. And if you have any comments, Taylor Swift as well. 877 on Fox. 877 That's our phone number. By the way, you know, this is one of the first years the president didn't make a prediction on the Super Bowl. Maybe that's a good thing. He's like laying low. Mm. I know that. Our pre- he probably doesn't even know there is a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, it has, I, don't, I don't go down that road. I'm not going there. I'm not going political, but maybe he doesn't know there's a Super Bowl. We'll see. All right. Line up today in this hour. We got Ask Buckley. I hope he is. I really do. Ask Bucky this hour, bottom barrel betting on hour number two. And as mentioned, Mike Harmon, a.k.a. the Swollen Dome, joins us in hour number three. Now, coming up next on Fox Live from the Tyrac.com studios, is he a game manager or a franchise quarterback? That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity. To get to the top, we've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. He could be a first. That's right around the corner. It's about 23 minutes past the hour. This is Super Bowl Sunday, Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Other more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply. All right, let's get into this. Super Bowl right now, Bucky Brooks. This guy was the last player drafted, Mr. Irrelevant, in 2022. Today, in his second season, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is in the Super Bowl. Amazing, right? He has a chance to become the first 49ers quarterback to win a Super Bowl since Steve Young. He set a franchise record with 4,280 passing yards, league best 113 passer rating, led the 49ers to the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. However, he's been labeled a game manager. Is he now, Bucky Brooks, a franchise quarterback, or is it too soon? Uh, I mean, I think I think he's a franchise quarterback for the Niners um, because you can look at his impact on the game. And I think, unfortunately, um, the game manager label has been used in a negative light when it really is a positive. When we think about the best quarterbacks in the game, all of them must excel in the game manager category because being a game manager is in essence understanding situational football mastering how to excel in key situations whether that's uh third down red zone two minute end of game end of half uh just knowing what is needed at that particular point the best quarterbacks always do it the difference between game managers and game changers are um, game changers have the ability to manage the game, but they also have that extra ability because game changers speaks to their physical prowess, their superior talents, their superior athleticism, arm talent, and those things. Brock Purdy is an A-plus game manager. Brock Purdy doesn't have superior physical gifts like a Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, but that doesn't mean he cannot be a franchise quarterback. The franchise quarterback that we celebrate the most, the GOAT, Tom Brady, was a game manager. He's a game manager plus who understood how to manage the game. He did the right things for his team based on what was needed in certain situations to win the game. Brock Purdy is no different. Let's talk about the situation. You want to compare Tom Brady to, to Brock Purdy. Tom Brady played with an offense basically that never really had any Hall of Famers, maybe one, perhaps one. That's about it. Uh, as far as Brock Purdy's concerned, he's surrounded by guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Is that what makes Brock Purdy so good? Would he be as good, like perhaps if he was on the Chicago Bears or Carolina Panthers? I mean, look, man, 90. 90- 
percent of the players in the National Football League are what we call system players, meaning that they need to be in the right system for their respective talents. Brock Purdy is in the right system for what he does. I can't say that he could go elsewhere and maybe have the same success, but also can't knock that. I think he's smart. He's tough. He's super competitive. And he kind of understands how to play the game based on what he has and what is needed at that time. Every quarterback has to have support a supporting cast. Everybody has to have an A-level supporting cast to be able to get it done. He just plays on one of the teams that has some of the best of the best at their respective positions. You can argue best left tackle in Trent Williams, best running back in Christian McCaffrey, best tight end in the game. You can talk about George Kittle, uh, some of the best wide receivers in Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. But that's what you're supposed to do because it's a team sport. He is a big part of their uh, success, but he's successful because of all the people that he has around them. But I won't take away from what he brings to the table as the ultimate point guard at a position. Somewhat of an amazing story. The last player drafted, and I tell you what, I remember when you told me this way, way, way long time ago, that sometimes you got to get those college games under your belt. This guy played at Iowa State for four years, and I think that's going to wake up a lot of personnel people saying, hey, look, he's coming to the NFL with a lot of experience, a lot of snaps under his belt where others have not, and that may be a big reason why he's kind of had this somewhat instant success in the NFL. Experience matters. You know, experience matters. Uh, the great Bill Parcells used to have a formula when it came to quarterbacks on what he wanted, right? Bill Parcells was a believer that at the time, and this is using yesterday, yesteryear's numbers, he wanted guys with who were four-year starters, guys who were college graduates. They were four-year players. Um, he wanted guys who had 30 stars, had won 23 games. Uh, that puts you at about mm, 60, almost 70% winning percentage. He wanted guys that were like smart, tough, dependable, reliable, all those things. Well, when you look at Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, I want to say at Iowa State, had 49 starts. He had 30 wins. He had all-time records at Iowa State, set the records, led them to success, unparalleled success for them. And so he entered the league with not only the experience, but the knowledge of how to win games. He had a winning pedigree. I think that works and it works in a lot of different ways. Uh, winners want winners. And when you surround or, or kind of put a bunch of winners in a locker room, ultimately they're going to find a way to get it done. Brock Purdy has done that. He was the right fit for the Niners and what they needed. And despite his draft status, he has played at a high level. You could say that he's a top 10 quarterback uh, just based on how you play because the numbers speak for themselves. Should the 49ers win today, he's going to be one of just four quarterbacks to win four playoff games in his first two NFL seasons and the Super Bowl as well. As a starter, he's 21-5. and five. You've done scouting. You've done that. You've played the game. How surprised are you with his success? I mean, I think everyone is surprised at his success because if, if we thought that he was going to achieve more, he would have been a a, a top pick. He would have been, he wouldn't have been a, a seventh round pick. He would have been uh, a first round pick, just like Tom Brady. If everyone knew that Tom Brady had all of the stuff that he had, he wouldn't be picked 199. So in the scouting process, there was something about Brock Purdy that made people kind of question whether he could be a top starter right out the gate. I did the East West Shrine game two years ago that he played in. And when you watch Brock Purdy, he was fine, but there was nothing that necessarily stood out. It is possible. And I think people have to kind of rack their, their brains around this. Brock Purdy got better after he left college. 
He got better as a pro than what he displayed in college. He improved his game. He improved his mastery and understanding of the game. You can say maybe he made some tweaks and adjustments to how he throws and the throws that he made, but he's a much better player as a pro than he was when we scouted him as a college prospect. And even though he came into the league as Mr. Irrelevant, he has outplayed that due to his hard work, due to the support cast around him, and the success that he and the team has had. And it's amazing. I tell you what, not many people are talking about coming back from that shoulder surgery. I mean, I remember last year he couldn't even lift his arm up during a playoff game. It was amazing that he came back. I mean, to, to, to see what he has done this year. Nobody talks about that. Right. They don't Nobody talk like, talks like, like about nothing that. happened. I mean, Nobody I talks the about game. that he had a he, major, he couldn't pass. A major he handed the ball like off every time he had the yeah. ball. It's amazing. Couldn't believe it. Got to find out who that doctor was. Pretty good doctor, huh? <laughs> I don't know. He did have a good doctor, for sure. I, I, you know what? It's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm kind of like rooting for Kansas City because of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey went to University of Cincinnati, local guy here for me. And I got to root against the 49ers because they've beaten the Bengals so many times in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But when I told that to various people over here, you know what they tell me? Oh, you're showing your age because we forgot about the 49ers beating the Bengals. You got to root against Kansas City because they're the team that's beating the Bengals lately. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Let, let me tell you how much I dislike the San Francisco 49ers. There is a, an exit on I-275 in northern Cincinnati called Montana Avenue. I wrote an op-ed story for the Cincinnati Enquirer that they should take the sign down and change the exit sign and get rid of the name Montana Avenue. We don't need Montana Avenue in Cincinnati. Joe Montana killed the Bengals. But they still got the sign up there. Hasn't, hasn't worked. I tried my best, Buck. I did. <laughs> there you go. All right, here's Bucky Brooks. Uh, I'm in. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nothing. No, no, no. I, mean, I, I think I, that's funny. I think it's funny that the people in town don't want you to pour for either team, basically. It's amazing. It really is. Well, these same people think that the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, so what can I tell you, really? All right, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We'd love to hear from you, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Who's got the edge in the passing game that's coming up next on Fox Live from the Tyrac.com studios. But first, our guy, Kevin Wire with all your sports. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday is upon us. Chiefs and 49ers set to kick off at 6.30 Eastern time. And Jarek McKinnon will help bolster the Chiefs' attack as the uh, running back for Kansas City has been activated off of injury reserve on Saturday night. He has been dealing with a groin injury, and he is officially listed as questionable for this evening's game. As for the action on the hardwood on on Saturday, big day in both the NBA and in college hoops. Starting in the professional ranks, Steph Curry. His legend continues to be immortal as he hit a three-pointer with 0.7 seconds to go in a crazy game that saw the Warriors beat the Phoenix Suns 113 to 112. The Cleveland Cavaliers can't stop winning. It's now nine straight victories for the Cavs as uh, they take down the Toronto Raptors 119. 
The Mavericks, they blow out the Oklahoma City Thunder 146-111. Clippers come from behind to beat the Pistons 112-106. But there are a few teams who uh, have been having a miserable time of late. Spurs have lost seven straight games, including a 123-103 defeat to the Brooklyn Nets. The Wizards have lost six in a row. The 76ers beat them 119-113. The Memphis Grizzlies have lost eight straight games. The Hornets take them down 115-106. And that win actually snaps a 10-game losing streak for Charlotte. In NBA news, uh, Kyle Lowry going to be going to the 76ers after his contract was bought out. And Spencer Dinwiddie going uh, to the LA Lakers and in college hoops several upsets on Saturday including that huge matchup in Lexington Gonzaga and number 17 Kentucky as the Zags looking for a huge quad one win and they get it 89-85 as Kentucky now lost three straight games at home for the first time since they have played in Rupp Arena and it opened in 1976 another notoriously tough place to play is the pit in Albuquerque number 25 New Mexico Upset on their home court by UNLV, 80-77. In the SEC, number 6, Tennessee. Beaten by Texas A&M, 85-69. Michigan State over number 10, Illinois, 88-80. Rutgers pounds number 11, Wisconsin, 78-56. And Auburn upset by Florida, 81-265. Number 3, North Carolina winners, 75-72 at Miami. Fourth-ranked Kansas edges number 13, Baylor, 64-61. And number 5, Houston comes back to beat Cincinnati, 67-62. Back to you guys. Thanks, Kev. I saw that game yesterday, that Houston game. They were they were looked like they were going to blow Cincinnati out of the gym. Cincinnati came back, and then Houston pulled it away. Just think Houston's a pretty good team, and they're a top five team in the country. But uh, this Kentucky team, and Bucky, you should know this. I mean, but Kentucky, one of those teams that just they dominated college basketball for so long, and all of a sudden now, you know, losing to Gonzaga. I mean, you, you, they should lose to Gonzaga. And it was at home. Three straight home losses for the first time ever at Rupp Arena. It, it's not good. I mean, I just think I love to see teams that are dominant in their sport. And even in football, it was the Patriots. In baseball, at one time, it was the Yankees. Yankees, the Celtics in basketball. You see Kentucky going down in basketball in college. It's just, it doesn't work out that way. It shouldn't be that way. However, I just think the way the portal is right now and kids transferring and you can't get a you can't get a thing going really because a coach wants to have some sort of a culture built and a kid plays. If he's not going to play or doesn't like the coach, he'll leave after one year. So it's just a different animal right now in college athletics. Crazy. Yeah, it is a different. Yeah, it is a different animal. But I think what we've seen, and we saw this in basketball first, uh, the parity makes it where anybody can go down. You can't just link on the the brand names in basketball, in particular, with so many four and five year players kind of dominating at all different teams, mid majors, and those things. It's just hard to predict which team is going to to win on a nightly basis, regardless of what the name says on the front of the jersey. Uh, Kentucky fell victim to a Gonzaga team, but Gonzaga has been there. Gonzaga's been to two final. I mean, we talk about uh, a team that is established as one of the top teams in basketball. They've been there for like the last 15 to 20 years. Uh, but you don't expect Kentucky to lose on their home floor just because they always have so many NBA players. But college doesn't care about the NBA. It's not about the talent. It's about the connectivity. And right now, Kentucky's still trying to find their way as a connected team. 
You're exactly right. All right. Hey, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday morning, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, and professional better Bill Krakenberger will have you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, right here on Fox Sports Radio and, of course, the iHeartRadio app. Okay, let's talk about this passing game between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that it's closer than you think. We'll say, who has the edge? Well, Brock Purdy, 49ers quarter back. Many of the opponents have dropped his passes that could have been interceptions so he's been somewhat lucky there and you've seen that too. His receivers ranked first among all offenses and yards after the catch the past five years. Four different 49ers have had at least one season with a thousand or more receiving yards including Christian McCaffrey. The Chiefs secondary they got cornerback Trent McDuffie Legereus Sneed uh, you know I, I think to me the offense is a little bit of an edge with Patrick Mahomes because it's so freelance. It's just a freelance office. You don't know what you're going to get. Although Mahomes, as you know, Buck, career low, 6.5 yards downfield, passing distance, the lowest or third lowest among quarterbacks this year. So there's really no deep threat on Kansas City. I still take Kansas City in the passing game. Uh, in terms of which team has the best offense or which team has the better passing game? The p- better passing game. We'll get to the running game later, but the passing game, um, I, 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 that's just... I mean... Like, it's so hard to say that Kansas City has the better passing game. This is a unit that led the National Football League in drops. They had 44 drops during the regular season. Uh, their number one receiver is a rookie in Rishi Rice, uh, who is kind of splitting the marquee with Travis Kelsey, who, let's be honest about Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had a, a, a down season by his Hall of Fame standards. You know, uh, drops and just kind of like just not the same type guy. And he's also older. I mean, you're talking about 34 year old tight end like he's not going to play at that level forever. They've turned it around. They've been more effective. But I don't know if they have the pop. I'm going to go with the Niners in terms of the passing game, because when I look at the Niners, uh, I look at the weapons that they have on the perimeter. I think about George Kittle. I think about Brandon Ayuk, who had 1300 receiving yards. And quietly, people don't notice he had the third most big plays at the position with 28 receptions of. 20 yards or more, uh, and Debo Samuels, who, who can do it a bunch of different ways. To me, the advantage in the passing game actually goes to the San Francisco 49ers because they're far more explosive. Okay, but I'm going to look at down the stretch. I think momentum means something. Three playoff wins this year, Patrick Mahomes, including upsets on the road against the Buffalo Bills and Baltimore Ravens. I still think Patrick Mahomes is the same threat he was last year, coming on strong right now. And he's the same threat that was when he beat the 49ers back in 2020, which was Super Bowl 54. And I got to believe the secondary for the San Francisco 49ers has some wink links. I really believe that. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take advantage of that. That's why I give the advantage right now a little bit to the Kansas City Chiefs with the passing game. Uh, I, I agree with you. Like, it's a favorable matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the 49ers are a team that they live in zone coverage, but they're one of the best zone teams that you'll see in the National Football League. Uh, this year, they played 77% of their defensive snaps in some form of zone coverage. They led the league with 20 interceptions end zone coverage. They do a great job of not allowing the big play, keeping the ball in front, keeping eyes on the quarterback, and rallying and tackling. The problem that you have when you're the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Travis Kelsey in particular is a a freestyle player. They play playground football. He'll just kind of run around, find an open spot. In zone coverage, that could be problematic because you're more assigned to an area than you are a man. 
can they contain Travis Kelsey? That's the number one thing. And then as long as Rice, Rasheed Rice, gives them solid contributions on the contributor, uh, they'll be fine. They just need one other person to step up. But you're right. It leans in their favor facing the San Francisco 49ers. Right. And the good news about Super Bowl, I mean, there's not going to be any home field advantage. That's the key. Although I don't think the home field advantage meant much anyway during the regular season. But it, it, it upsets I guess it upsets the visiting team because sometimes you could see the quarterback can't even hear what he's trying to call, and they have to call timeouts. So I don't think you're going to get that today in this ball game. Yeah, it's one of the few times that you get that. So the defense doesn't have any advantages today because there's not a home crowd. Uh, when you're the home team, your defense has an advantage when the opposing offense is up, particularly if you have elite pass rushes they can jump the snap, get a a, a quicker get off uh, because guys are slow on offense to know when the ball has been snapped. Uh, That's neutralized. The other thing that we have to talk about is field surface. Who does the field surface uh, become a factor? Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles complained about the surface. Their vaunted pass rush couldn't get off because guys were slipping and sliding on the turf. Does that uh, reappear in this Super Bowl? Do we see pass rushers teams have a tough time because it's a new turf that's being brought in and all that other stuff does it does it impact the game yeah we'll see all right we move on right now because it's time for ask bucky in just about a minute but he is bucky brooks i'm andy Furman. this is super bowl sunday fox sports radio time to get some real answers why ask bucky is next fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
It's Bucky coming right up. That's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. And, of course, we're ready to rock and roll, Bucky. Here we go. It's Ask Bucky time. Here we go. Who has, okay, who has more to lose today, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, or Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has everything to lose, only because we regard him as one of the best coaches in football. His offensive innovation cannot be disputed, but um, he doesn't have any rings to show for all of his efforts. And when you think about the 49ers or you think about Shanahan, the last two Super Bowls that he's been an offensive play caller, his teams have been outscored 40-0 to zero in the fourth Jeez. quarter. Wow, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. All right, next, St. John's basketball coach Rick Pitino says there should be a salary cap in college basketball. Oh, my goodness. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I, th- I think it's crazy. I think it's, it's it's out of control. At some point, if we're going to treat college like the pros, you have to level the playing field so everyone can compete. It can't be a situation where you have the haves and the have-nots and people operating using different budgets or different uh, NIL expenditures. Yeah, needs to cap it. I think he's saying that simply because there are certain schools that have w- really wealthy alums and there's no pro team in that mm-hmm. town to kind of disrupt situations. They come out with a big checkbook and they're getting the players right now. I'm hearing like quarterbacks are going for $150,000, $200,000. It's crazy, right? In basketball, I'm, football, I mean, whatever lot, it may be. Yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of money being spent out. And you're right. The teams with the deeper pockets have the, the, the advantage right now. You're a little too. Could you imagine if you were playing right now? How much would you go for with the NIL? Not much. No, come on. <laughs> not much. Not a lot. I mean, oh, maybe man. enough to get a, Maybe enough to get a cheeseburger. That's about it. No, stop it. All right. Where will you, Bucky Brooks, watch today's Super Bowl and why? I am working. I will be doing stuff for NFL. And so we'll be on all their connected devices and those things. So I'm doing a pregame show there, and I'll probably just stay at work and watch it with the uh, with some of my colleagues. All right, and your best Super Bowl game food where they serve food? I guess they will at the Super Bowl deal with the NFL. Ooh. Best Super Bowl game food? Uh, it's man, I guess you have to do chicken wings. I think chicken wings have to be like they're, they're prerequisite. So I would think barbecue chicken wings with a little mix of uh, ranch or blue cheese to kind of dip it in. I think that would cap it off for me. I can't wait for tomorrow when I hear the results of how many tons of chicken wings were sold today. Amazing! It really is. Oh, uh, something crazy. Yeah, I mean, B-Dubs, B- there's a line of B-Dubs right now, I'm sure. It's unbelievable. Okay, let's talk streaming right now. This year's NFL mm-hmm. playoff game was streamed. Your thoughts on the Super Bowl being streamed? And if it is, would you pay for it? I mean, I would pay for it because I'm a football junkie. I don't think it would ever be streamed. It may be simulcast on a streaming service. I think even today it's already being like simulcast. I think it's also being broadcast on Paramount+. Plus, But... Uh, I don't think it would get there, but I would pay for it if I had to. Right. And last but not least, I think I read earlier this week that the Eagles are playing in some uh, godforsaken country next year. And look, if I'm a season ticket holder, I don't really appreciate one of my home games being moved. You know, I want to see the seven or eight home games that I'm going to get, maybe nine if it's 17, maybe it's going to be 18 games soon. I, I don't want to take away my one game for the benefit of the league to expand their, their marketing across the world. I, do, I don't think it's right. I mean, I don't know why they do it and how they pick certain teams over others to lose a home game to travel, you know, to some godforsaken place. 
Well, that's a big money maker. I am a fan for playing the international games. Uh, it's expanded the game. You just think about the amount of money and revenue that the NFL brings in. Part of that is due to the international flavor. I don't think the players enjoy it, do they? I mean, traveling to England, to Germany, wherever it may be, Mexico, to, the altitude's rough. I don't think they enjoy going to these places. Oh, it's tough. I mean, it's tough with the travel and those things, but you adjust to it. You're professionals. That's part of the challenge in being able to pull it off. The opposing team has to deal with the same issues, so there's no excuses when it comes to performance. All right. He's Bucky Brooks. That's Ask Bucky's segment for today. Uh, and uh, is there anything you want to ask me, by the way? Do you have anything you want to ask me? I mean, I'm here for you. Anything you want to know about? I, uh, well, then I'm, I'm going to ask you in the next hour who you like. They, I'm going to ask you All, who all you right. Like that sounds hour. good. Okay. Now, there could be a major change in college sports. That and more next right here on Fox. Did you ever see this coming? Well, that's right around the corner. Yeah, it is Super Bowl Sunday. This is Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman, and we're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. And Bucky Brooks, I'm going to tell you right now, I am a little upset with you. I'm going to tell you right here. I'm a little upset. I get on the computer on Friday looking for your column, NFL.com. You're not there. You took the week off on Super Bowl week. Am I correct or no? You are correct. Uh, What happened? Tell me what happened. No, it was just so much content. We decided to take a break. Decided to, you know, just, just, just give it a week off. Well, I was a little upset because I look forward to that. And I'm looking forward now to next Friday to see what you're comments were on the Super Bowl. But you said you wanted to ask me a question. All right? And you could go anywhere you want. You could talk about, you know, algebra, geometry, uh, sports, whatever your history. I don't care. Because I, I bug you every week with this ass Bucky. You could ask me something. Whatever you want. Okay. In your experience, uh, what is the best Super Bowl that you've ever watched? Oh, best the Super best Bowl. Super Bowl I watched, I think, may have been when the Baltimore Ravens won. That was a great Super Bowl. That was a tremendous Super Bowl. Although when Scotty Norwood missed wide right, that wasn't bad either. But, uh, you know, to me, the NFC and the AFC Championship Divisional playoffs, to me, have somewhat been better than the Super Bowl over the years. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they've been better. Yeah. Um, and not always, the, you don't always get the best game in the Super Bowl. Although yeah, yeah. when the, when Atlanta was up twenty eight points to New England, and they lost that game. That was a that was a heartbreaker. But yeah, look, the Super Bowl is more of a I guess a party rather than the game itself. But and you watch it. If you have rooting interest, I like to see the Bengals win that. They dropped a heartbreaker to the Forty ers at one point in time. Actually, both losses to the Forty ers were heartbreakers. So yeah, the games are great. But I think that the divisional playoff games to me somewhat more exciting. I mean. You know, as a kid, I always used to go to the NIT at Madison Square Garden. And uh, that's when they had like 32 teams coming to New York. It's, it's You know, that, that tournament's down the crapper right now. But it was great. The NIT was big in Madison Square Garden. 32 teams. And I always used to like going to the semifinals uh, on Thursday night because you're seeing a doubleheader and the winners play in the finals. I always thought the semifinals were better than the actual finals. That's just me speaking. Who knows? That's the way it is. Anyway. Uh, I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Can you believe $9 million for a private box? I mean, I, I hear these, I hear that just roll off the tongues of people how much these things are costing. Where do people get this money from? You know, the tickets are several thousand dollars. Who could afford it? I, I, I don't know, but like 
corporate suites and money and uh, somebody has it. Uh, that's why a lot of times uh, it's a different it's a different look and a different feel to the Super Bowl because you don't have the everyday fan in attendance. It becomes more of a see your be seen thing. Celebrities kind of take it over. Corporations take it over. Sponsorships, all that other stuff. So it's just a different crowd because if you're going to pay nine million dollars for a suite, that certainly is not the everyday <laughs> worker bee that is filling up those seats. So there's a good chance today when I'm watching the Super Bowl, I'm not going to see those nut jobs without their shirts on in the stands or wearing those stupid costumes. Uh, I'll see like normal people today, I would think. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know how many nut jobs you'll <laughs> see at those games because, yeah, I think the nut jobs might have been priced out of them for sure. There you go. Now, Bucky Brooks, if you had a choice of any major sporting event, where would the Super Bowl be on your list? I'm talking about the NBA Finals, the Final Four, the World mm. Series, and anything else, you know, uh, uh, any golfing event. Is Super Bowl like the number one event that you'd like to go to? I've been to two Super Bowls. That's it. And, uh, you know, I've had my full. I don't know if I want to go back anymore. That's, that's it. Been there, done that. Uh, I think you have to do the Super Bowl at least once. For me, the event that I would want to check out would be the Masters. Um, uh-huh. And not even being a, a, a heavy golf fan, I think it's something that you have to experience. I've had so many of my friends go to it and they just talk about the experience. I need to experience it just so I can be able to check that off the list. I think you need to go to the Kentucky Derby, too. That's uh, yeah, that's another one. The other thing, the Kentucky Derby became very, very popular like the last few years where you had everybody, all these NBA players going. But now there are more people that are going to Formula One stuff. I think there's always like a Miami Grand Prix that coincides with the Kentucky Derby. Uh, yeah, I need to check out the Derby so I can get, you know, dressed up and do my thing. But I also think uh, I need to check out a Formula One race, too. All right. Now, now, there's a big story now in sports. I know the Super Bowl's today, and we'll get the Super Bowl. We've got more Super Bowl coming up. We've got Mike Harmon in the next hour. We'll talk Super Bowl. But the term student-athletes may be a thing of the past, at least at Dartmouth College, all right? And I should have had my good friend Reggie Williams on to talk about because he's from Dartmouth, and he loves the green. He talks big green all the time, but I'm sure he's sleeping right now. The Dartmouth men's basketball team has scheduled a March 5th election to determine whether the players will unionize. I said, obviously, it would be unprecedented in American college sports. The National Labor Relations Board said uh, the in-person election will take place on the school's campus in Hanover, New Hampshire. Amazing. And they're going to have a union. They're going to unionize. I, I just think that the NCAA has to step in. They've got to do something. I don't know what they could do. But I think college sports right now, it's, it's going out of control. And the NIL, uh, unionizing. I mean, I just... I, I don't. I don't get it. I mean, the term student athletes. Forget that. They're no longer student. They're getting paid. I mean, some of these kids. They, they used to leave mm-hmm. after two, three years to go to the pros. They're staying in college. Is going to make more money in college than they would have gone and gone to the pros. Yeah, that makes sense, and I understand why they're they're staying in. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in the collegiate game. The NFL has already seen the numbers dwindle in terms of underclassmen, early entrance. More guys are staying in college because they are getting the money. Um, in college, and why wouldn't you? I mean, 18 to 22, college campus, you got a, a, a pocket full of cash. Like, there's not a, a better experience than what you can have on a college campus uh, in those situations. That's why guys are staying. It is out of control. I am worried about, you know, the student-athlete kind of falling apart in college becoming a minor league system. I knew that's where we were headed. I also knew that students-athletes should have uh, – 
shared in some of the revenue and some of the the stuff they needed a, a a piece of the pie i do worry about with unionization and those things it now just becomes a glorified version of the minor leagues and that just kind of changes some of the experience that college is supposed to provide some of the young people well the national labor relations board their regional director said the other day that the players were essentially employees of the school now the good news is i guess for for the ncaa concern a dartmouth and the ivy league schools are private schools they get away with the nr and lrb dealing with the unionization but the state schools like the big gate the big guys like Georgia and Alabama and those schools, Ohio State, they will not be able to unionize, but the private schools can. So I, I guess the NCAA is going to say, well, if the Ivy Leagues want to do it, really, they're not the big money makers as far as we're concerned. They're not on TV a lot. Their football team is secondary, so let them do it. But I think it's going to start a movement. And players basically are employees of the school. That's what they are. And they bring a lot to the school. They increase enrollment. They sell uh, swag. They do everything like that and they get to school on on TV. And there's a lot of things that athletes do. And I'm with you. I've always believed they should have gotten paid, but the system is wrong. There's got to be some sort of a a percentage or a cap, whatever it may be. Rick Pitino's on the right path there. Get a salary cap. I don't know what they could do, but they've got to do it and they do it fast. Yeah, they're going to have to do it fast because if the courts get involved, it's going to be all bad for the institutions. We've already seen how the the courts have started to rule in favor of the athletes. The courts have started to kind of wipe away some of the things that have always been a big part of how colleges were able to use amateurism and keep uh, themselves from having to pay and share revenue with the players. Well, that's no longer going to be the case, and it is going to change the college basketball and football model but what i don't want to happen is i don't want what happens to basketball and football to impact the other sports that are on campus and even though we can acknowledge that basketball and football funds a lot of those sports um, i don't want those sports to disappear from campus i want young people uh to have the opportunity to be student athletes on campuses to be able to get uh their colleges pay for at least some of it knocked down because of their participation in athletics. I don't want to see so many of these sports cut because now you're having to pay big money for football and basketball. You know, sometimes things are said and you look at it, you shrug it off and you laugh. I'm going back now, I think it was 1992 when the University of Cincinnati went to the Final Four, they played Michigan in the Final Four. I went to that game. I think the Final Four was in Minneapolis then at that, at that point in time. And there was a player on the University of Cincinnati basketball team, a, a good kid, a, kind of a, a jokester. He does the games on their radio right now, Terry Nelson. And he said mm-hmm. that basically we should strike. We should go on strike mm-hmm. and, and not play unless we get paid. And everybody looked at him like he had like four, four eyeballs on his head. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. That's eventually going to happen. I, you know, I left at the time, and now it's coming to pass. It really is. I mean, they're going to form a union. If a team goes to the NCAA and they're not getting big-time money or they want more, thing, they're going to strike, and CBS won't be able to broadcast the Final Four basketball game in March Madness because these guys are going to strike. They get an, an enterprising attorney that's going to get these guys together. They're going to be unionized, and these teams mm-hmm. will not play. They'll strike until they get what they want. They're going to get more money, a bigger piece of the pie. It's it's going to happen. It's right down the road. I see it. Oh, it absolutely is going to happen. It's going to happen soon. And once, and and everyone has always said this that once the players realize the power that they had, they could change uh, 
right. some of the stuff. And the players have realized the power that they have. One of the first thing was beginning to get the money. And then now it'll be some of the other things, um, you know, that come along with it. It'd be money, it'd be insurance, it'd be uh, insurance after their playing days are done and stuff like that. They are going to do it because for so long, the universities have benefited from uh, the things that took place on the field. And that's undeniable. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you a little bit. You played for the University of North Carolina back in your playing days. Was there any talk about you guys getting paid? Did you want to get paid? Or you just were so happy you had a scholarship, you got your free schooling, and you went out and played football. Was there any talk about that at all amongst the players? I mean, there was always conversation about it because there were so many restrictions. You got to remember, man, the the NCAA was so restrictive in terms of how you could earn money. I remember having a you know, it, it took a long time. You couldn't work. You couldn't work during the school year. So for those players who didn't have the means, meaning having a family that could send them money throughout their time or or do whatever, the they never had any side money. And a lot of the conversation was like, man, I don't have enough money to take a girlfriend on a date or I have to eat all my meals at the training table. I can't go elsewhere on campus. And having a, a, a job was a no-no. The only thing you could have is a summer job. And so whatever you made over the course of the summer had to last you throughout the school year. And so people would always talk about that. They would talk about, um, you know, if they could just get a stipend or some of those things. And, you know, it was always something about that. So, no, I'm not surprised that it's come to this because for years players could not get um can I get a little help when it came to needing some stuff, just some like basic, I won't say like some basic living stuff, but um, some basic essentials that you right. can do just to have the college experience. But I remember back in the day, and look, this is way before me, but I remember hearing stories that they would get like something like $15 a month, like laundry money, they'd call it. I mean, you, you can't live on that. Maybe um, back in the day, you could get something for $15. You can't even buy a Sunday newspaper for $15. I mean, really? No, I, mean, I, rem- I remember. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember, after, I remember after games, we would get uh, uh, per diem, right? So after a football game, you would get a box lunch and a little envelope. That envelope would maybe have. 25 man back then it might have had 25 dollars maybe 40 but it wasn't it wasn't a lot but i remember at north carolina um my first couple of years on game days we had to wear polos and like a sweater over top and those first few games they deducted the cost of the sweater and the polo from your per diem you know and so that's that's where we were and you know it doesn't seem like a lot now, but man, that, that $25, 40 like a lot of people really relied on that because that's all the money that you were able to get. You didn't have uh, anything else coming in. So it's, it's look, significantly different, dramatically different than what it is now. You know, everybody talks about the problem. You know, I, I want to talk about the solution. And honestly, if I had it, I would tell you, I don't know. I don't know what could be done. You hit it on the head a little bit saying that, you know, you hope it doesn't affect all the sports. And it probably will because certainly if the mm-hmm. money makers are football and basketball, you know, that, that's where everybody's going to concentrate on. And they're not going to worry about track and field, swimming or soccer. They're not going to worry about that. But I, I don't know how you control this. You know, Patino was right with a salary cap, but still in all, I, I, I don't know what that cap would be or how you get it done. This is difficult. It's a tough decision. Don't you believe that? I mean, I, I don't know where they go with this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, look, it's a huge challenge. Um, it's, 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 it's going to be a major deal to try and pull this off, to try and 
uh, figure out a way to be fair to everybody. Because remember, whatever you do for the guys, when we talk about football and basketball, you right. also have to do for the women, you know, for the ladies when it comes to their sports, Title IX and those things. So it's a huge decision. It's one that, um, you know, college presidents and chancellors and ADs, they have to kind of figure out how to do it because it's coming and it's coming fast. No doubt about that. All right. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. Get Bucky at Bucky Brooks on X or Mike Harmon next hour. Get him now on Twitter at Swollen Dome at Andy Furman FSR, 877 on Fox. If you have any answers for us, we'd like to hear him, 877-996-6369. Bottom barrel betting in this hour. And as mentioned, the Swollen Dome himself, Mike Harmon, joins in hour number three. Now, the question, can they stop these two that's coming up next live from the tyrack.com studios discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more plus now you can sign in place bets and manage your cash balance under the same betmgm account in dc maryland and virginia With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Their defense says it'll be tough. We'll get to that in just about a minute, about 23 minutes past the hour of Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll see this show posted right after we get up the Fox Football Sunday. Now, let's check the run game, Bucky Brooks, today. 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about the 49ers right now to Christian McCaffrey, my MVP, over 1,400 regular season rushing yards, almost 300 more than his next closest competitor. 14 rushing touchdowns, second most among running backs in the league. 5.4 yards per carry, a career high for him. Debo Samuel averaged better than, what, 6.7 yards a carry this year. Uh, He's back now. And the Chiefs, 
uh, ranked 25th in the league, 4.5 yards per carry. So we'll see what happens over there. I got to believe the 49ers big time advantage in the run game. Agreed? Yeah, big time advantage. Uh <clears throat> it's one of the best running teams in football. Cal Shanahan does a really good job of using a run game to create um, advantages and mismatches, and they'll continue to do so. This is Kansas City Chiefs team that has struggled defending the run, uh, but they've been able to play from in front in each of their playoff games. How committed will the 49ers be to the running game? How persistent will Cal Shanahan be in terms of handing the ball to Christian McCaffrey over and over again? Uh, ultimately, I think that's how the San Francisco 49ers have to win. They got to run the Chiefs out the stadium by being physical at the point of attack. Right. And the big question right now, and a lot of people aren't talking about it. There's about Kyle Shanahan. What does Steve Spagnuolo have up his sleeve as defensive coordinator for the Chiefs? Can Willie Gay and Nick Bolton stop McCaffrey? That's the question right there. I, I think Spagnuolo, all he does, he lives when the blitz. That's his key right there. But he's one hell of a defensive coordinator. We'll see what he's got up his sleeve today. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, uh, I think he's going to blitz them like crazy because that's what they do. Um, they're going to bring pressure from all over. They're going to blitz to stop the run, and they're going to try and make this game a Brock Purdy game. Uh, when you think about how you attack opponents, you want to make them play left-handed. And even though we can sing Brock Purdy's praises, um, Christian McCaffrey is the guy that you know if you allow him to have a big game, he can beat you. So you got to do everything to take him out and put the game on the quarterback's shoulders and see if you can force him to an off game. Okay, now it's not all 49ers right now, so if you're a Kansas City Chief fan, relax. I got some good news for you right now. Kansas City obviously is going to rely on Isaiah Pacheco running the football, but what about the 49ers on their run defense? Now remember, against the Green Bay Packers, they let Aaron Jones run for 108 yards and 18 carries, and the Detroit Lions ran for 182 and three touchdowns, so their defense on the run game can be had, so it's not all heavy-duty 49ers right now, and it could be a big game for Isaiah Pacheco. It could be. Um, he needs to be a big part of the game plan uh, just to be able to slow down the pass rush. They have to be able to slow down the pass rush so they can get after it. Um, so I am completely with you. He, he needs to be an effective player, but he's not a running back on the level of a Christian McCaffrey. But um, when they're successful, when he gets over 20 touches, when he uh, inches close to the 100-yard mark, the Kansas City Chiefs win a ton of games. Um I'm saying that has to be a big part of the game plan if you're Andy Reid. Right. You know, uh, Pacheco right now, I mean, he's going to be a workhorse. I could see him getting maybe close to 30 carries today. What do you think? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think he'll get close to that. I think a lot of it depends on gameplay. But if they can start fast, they've scored uh, on the opening drive in eight straight postseason games. Uh if they can start fast, it allows them to really lean into running the football and being effective with Pacheco. Yeah, and also I think one of the keys right now is uh, F Fred Warner, uh, the uh, all-pro linebacker for the 49ers. He's got to be covering Kelsey. I mean, he's got to worry about the run game, but I think his eye and I think his main focus today is to keep his eye on Travis Kelsey. That That's going to be you know tough because it means he's going to be cheating a little bit upfield on possible snaps. So, you know, that's going to be a big key in this game today, what Kelsey does with Fred Warner on him and the running game for Kansas City. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of a lot of eyes on him, a lot of impact on Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner and how they do impact 
the game. Uh, they got to be able to control the middle of the field while stopping the run. Kansas City lives over the middle of the field. Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, all those guys. They just got to make sure they do a good job of controlling the middle of the field, but you have to stop the run at all times. You know, it's got to be really difficult to stop Kansas City on the offensive side of the football because, you know, you know what you're going to get with San Francisco. It'll be Kittle as a tight end. He's going to be blocking or passing, catching, whatever. And you got the run game of McCaffrey. With, with the... You know, with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's almost like watching, you know, a two-hand touch game, kids playing in the street, a lot of broken plays, a lot of things that just on the fly. And how do you stop that? That's the thing. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen Kelsey run down the field waving his hand like, hey, I'm open, throw me the football. These are broken plays, but they work. They are broken plays. They do work. There's a sandlot feel, right? Um, you know, to, to the way that they play. Um, they, they, it, it's hard to just kind of figure out where Travis Kelsey is going to be. Uh, Pat Mahomes always says, uh, always gives you problems because of his improvisational skills. It's just a very, very tough team to deal with because so many of the things are just kind of random in terms of how they play. You know, I, let me go back to Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, people are saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, we could say he's the winningest quarterback of all time. Do you honestly think he's the greatest quarterback of all time? And should he win today? Would he be listed as that? Uh, I think he has a chance to do what we haven't seen, meaning he has a chance to be the most talented player that we've seen at the position who is also the most successful when it comes to winning pedigree. In six years, if he wins, it'll be his third Super Bowl title and four appearances. He has two MVPs. The Chiefs' overall winning percentage is through the roof. I mean, it would be hard to knock him not being the GOAT based on the accomplishments that he's had in such a, a small part of his career. You know, you, you look at guys right now that are in the Super Bowl. you got a guy at Iowa, got two, two big 12 quarterbacks today, really. Brock Purdy, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, the last player drafted in 2022, playing for the 49ers. You know, and you got Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech, who basically, when he was at Texas Tech, it never was a, a word about him being involved in the Heisman Trophy race. And he had a losing record as a senior at, at Texas Tech. It's amazing what happens when they get to the NFL. It really is. Uh, yeah, but I think now when you look back on the thing, and it, it, it was crazy watching him because he, he played in such a sandlot fashion that scouts won't admit this now, but I talked to a bunch of scouts about him. They all talked about him special, but we've never seen this style player work at a National Football League level. Uh, the reason why, because he didn't win a lot of games. He played in such a chaotic, frenetic uh pace and style that you wondered would he be able to transition to a regular offense is work and the thing that maybe many underestimated was his football IQ, his work ethic his competitive nature and how those factors really led him to dig down deep on how to play the position at a high level and I, and I look, I don't know him from, from Adam but I think it looks like he's, been, he's a tremendous leader he's a great leader I think the the, the players mm-hmm. believe in him. Got to be a great leader when you're a quarterback. And I've seen I had quarterbacks on the Jets. I mean, the guys aren't leaders. Got to be a leader, and he's a leader. And speaking of the offense, we got to mention this. I'm really I felt terrible when I heard earlier this week that Eric Bieniemy was let go by the Commanders. So now he's out of work. That's terrible. I I just feel terrible that he even left the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm sure he's kicking himself pretty hard right now. I mean, I don't know where he goes from here, Eric Bieniemy. 
Uh, I think he goes back to Kansas City. You've already heard about how, I mean, there are reports out there how he talked to the team and did some stuff with the team prior to the AFC Championship game. Uh, players uh, have talked about how it's just different when he's in there. Maybe the accountability, some of the lack of detail that has been missing from the Kansas City Chiefs offense this year. Maybe they have a greater appreciation for what Biennemi brought to the table. And maybe Eric has a greater appreciation for what he had when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this, the, these guys come back together. I, I don't know so. what capacity Eric comes back in. Maybe not as an offensive coordinator, maybe as an associate head coach, running backs coach, or whatever that is. But his presence was missed, even though they're sitting here in the Super Bowl. He certainly had a big impact on on this team. And I think everyone recognizes that because when you look at their numbers, their numbers are falling off. He was the offensive coordinator a year ago and they had more success than they did this year. Uh, I think you have to give him his flowers. I hope he does go back. I really do. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now, let's see who's special. That's next. But first, this guy's pretty special. Kevin Wyatt with all your sports. Well, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Definitely a special day on the sports calendar. The Chiefs and the 49ers kickoff is set for a little bit after 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. And the Chiefs getting some help on their offense as they have activated running back Jarek McKinnon. Kinnon off of injured reserve. So with his groin injury, they do have him listed as questionable for today's big game. College hoops, it was a big day. We had several upsets in Lexington. Number 17, Kentucky losing again as Gonzaga wins it. They got a big uh, quad one win. Did the Zags an important one? 89-85, the final in Kentucky. Uh, man, it's spiraling down the drain for them, at least at home. They've lost three straight home games. For the first time since they've been playing at Rupp Arena, which opened in 1976. Some other upsets. Number 6, Tennessee, taken down by Texas A&M, 85-69. Over in the Big Ten, a couple of upsets. Number 10, Illinois, defeated by Michigan State, 88-80. Rutgers dismantles number 11, Wisconsin, 78-56. And number 12, Auburn, getting beat by Florida, 81-65. Number 25, New Mexico, Losing at home to UNLV, 80-77. to And in the NBA, a big win for the Golden State Warriors over the Suns. Largely due in part to Steph Curry, as uh, he had a three-pointer with 0.7 seconds to go to win it for Golden State. Final score in that one, 113-112. to 112. The Cavaliers have won nine straight games, and they beat the Raptors in Toronto, 119-95. Mavericks dominate the Oklahoma City Thunder, 146-111. Clippers needed to come from behind to beat the Detroit Pistons, 112-106. But there are a few teams who have been really struggling lately, including the Spurs. Seven straight losses, including a 123-103 defeat to the Brooklyn Nets. The Wizards have lost six straight, including a loss to the 76ers, 119-113. The Memphis Grizzlies have dropped eight straight games. Charlotte Hornets beat them 115-106. And for their part, Charlotte snapping a 10-game losing streak. Back to you guys. 
All right, thanks, Kev. See you in an hour. Now, we're going to tell you who's special. We'll do that in just about a minute. He's Bucky Brooks. He's pretty special. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, and we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. And we've got bottom barrel betting in about six, seven minutes from now. But let's talk special teams. Special teams, okay? The third unit, the third part of the puzzle in the Super Bowl today. Harrison Buckner made 28 to 32 field goals, seven years experience. 49ers, they got a problem. Jake Moody missed a field goal in each of the postseason games he's played in. You got to give the advantage right now, special teams, at least in the kicking game to the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, Buck? Yeah, no, you have to do that. Jake Moody's a big X factor. Uh, he's a big unknown. Uh, rookie kicker taken in the third round. He was expected to give them some consistency and stability at the position. He's been a little up and down. He's been up and down in the postseason. How is he going to handle the pressure of a big kick? Uh, that's the million-dollar question. Because if this game is tight and we anticipate it being tight, every point matters. And how He's he going to be tight, too. He'll be tight. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, look, it, how he performs in a high-pressure moment. I mean, it could it, look. It could it could seal the fate for the 49ers. You know, speaking of being tight, I mean, you've played in some big games, obviously in the NFL. Have you seen guys in in the locker room prior to the game in the clubhouse halftime just look like they're going to like collapse with the nerves that can't handle the big game? Well, basically everybody's failing. Because you see football players, you know, they're macho. They're, they're tough. They're big. Nothing bothers them. But in, in the confines of a locker room with their teammates in a big game, have you seen just the expression on their face like, oh, my goodness, you know, like they, they, they're, they're afraid. They're scared. Uh, I think everybody, everyone is nervous. Everyone has butterflies. Uh, but the great players are able to control those butterflies. Um, and they just perform. And a lot of what you try and do in these moments, you, you trust your training. You rely on your preparation. You rely on your, your process, meaning the process that you have to get ready to play in a game. You trust those things. And in those moments when the game is tight, you just do what you've always been coached to do. Um, this is a game. The Super Bowl is one about is, is more about not losing the game than going out and winning. The team that plays closest to their identity and closest to the way that they normally play are the teams that win. When you listen to Andy Reid at the podium, he talked about, I mean, the game gets faster, and it's true. Like when I came in, the game gets faster each and every uh, step of the way, meaning from preseason to regular season, regular season to postseason, and then each uh, postseason game that follows, it gets a little faster, a little more uh, physical and violent. So this being a game where it's going to be at a breakneck pace, you got to be able to calm yourself down and just do what you've been coached to do. Try and keep it as simple as possible so that you can play fast, you can play free, and ultimately, if you play fast and free, you're going to have a lot of success. Okay, we talked about you know who has the most to lose, and you mentioned that uh, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, he has a lot to lose today because basically he doesn't have any rings. He's, he's did a, somewhat of an offensive genius, and he's done a lot with his ball club, but he has no rings to show for it. So he's got to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo and Purdy at quarterback. That's a pretty big feat, I think. Garoppolo and Purdy at quarterback, and you're in the Super Bowl. But Andy Reid now, as far as coaching, 25 years under his belt, 11 mm-hmm. with Kansas City. This guy could very well be on the Mount Rushmore of coaches when he hangs it up. 
Yeah, I mean, you talk about the Mount Rushmore. I mean, if he keeps on, he's going to push Bill Belichick for that GOAT status, not in terms of necessarily overall wins, but he's going to have an opportunity to to get back. If he continues to coach, he has Pat Mahomes, the best quarterback in the game. Uh, you think about what he's been able to do, three Super Bowls in four years, if the, in five years, if they win. That's dynastic type stuff. I mean, there have only been a handful of teams that have been able to do that. The Patriots have done it twice. The Cowboys have done it once. The Pittsburgh Steelers have done it once. That's it. I mean, you're talking about great stuff, legendary legendary stuff. And then you think back to what he was able to do in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb, the amount of NFC Championship game appearances, a Super Bowl appearance. He has done a lot in this league. If he stays around and continues to have success, if he wins this one, yeah, you can have the conversation of who was the best coach of this modern era. Andy Reid and Bill Belichick have to duke it out for the crown. Now, I heard you say, I have a list now, if he stays around. Is there a chance right now, if he wins this afternoon, he walks away, goes into the sunset saying, look, I'm retiring, I got a Super Bowl ring, that's it for me? No, I don't think there's any chance that he leaves. I mean, why would you leave right now when you got the ultimate cheat code? You got the best quarterback in football who's figured out how to play at a high level when it comes to managing the game. Why would you leave now and let someone else uh, enjoy that success? No, I, th- I think I think Big Red is going to hang around at a minimum of five years. I think there's five more years left for Andy Reid at a minimum before he makes that decision. Like, ah, I may want to hang him up. You know, I, I tell you this much. I think I read earlier this week that he's only 66. He looks like he's 86. Really? I mean, he's just just a big man. I mean, Belichick looks like he's in better shape than Andy Reid, and Belichick's about 72. But uh, it's probably the weight factor. I don't know. I, I like Andy Reid. I, I don't know. It is the weight factor. Him. It is the weight factor. Yeah, it is the weight factor. And sometimes the cold weather and those things. But yeah. make no mistake, this guy loves to compete. He loves what he has. His, his, his creativity is fully um, maximized by having a guy like Pat Mahomes as a quarterback. I just can't imagine why you want to leave when your team is on top and poised to stay on top because you got the top quarterback in football and you got a young defense that's just beginning to come into their own. All right, we talked about momentum early on. We talked about Travis Kelsey. He finished the regular season averaging just 50 yards a game with one touchdown. That was after eight weeks. In the three postseason games, 23 catches, 27 targets, three touchdowns. All right, and the 49ers run defense giving up 318 yards on the ground over two playoff games. Doesn't bode well for the 49ers, at least on their run defense right now. Got to ask you before we roll along here, your pick, your pick to win today's game. Uh, my pick, Kansas City, 31-21. Pat Mahomes puts a dagger in the Niners with under three minutes left to push it to a 10-point spread. I say Kansas City, 27-21. That's what I say right there. So we do agree on that. Finally, we agree on something, but it's true. I just think that there are too many holes in that run defense for San Francisco, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is just going to keep that ball on the offensive side. I don't think they're going to get San Francisco many opportunities to be on offense. They're just going to keep on rolling. I really believe that. You know, they may have the run game with McCaffrey, but, you know, if you're on the sidelines, you can't run the football. That's basically what it's all about. All right. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Bucky Brooks owns it. We call it bottom barrel betting. And a freaking next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Bottom barrel betting coming right up. This is Fox Football Sunday and Fox Sports Radio about 10 minutes before the top of the hour on Super Bowl Sunday. And, of course, we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. But we got a game to play, so let's play. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. bottom. You thought you was late. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Yes, it is. We got the man. We got the I-Man rolling it for us. Come on, I-Man. Get it going. I man, that's a new nickname. I, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it for now. How you guys doing? Good. Good. All right. Well, little little score update we have to start with. Um, so, Bucky, I have some bad news. Andy caught up a little bit. So you're still winning. You still have a comfortable lead. Don't worry. Still Bucky 10, Andy 6. But, uh, yeah, last week you guys tied. So There you go. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, let's get started here. We got a Super Bowl edition of Bottom Barrel Betting. So I'll start off with... Uh, Will any player or coach cry during the national anthem? Andy, we'll start with you. The odds are uh, minus 115 for both yes and no. Now, is this assistant coaches as well or just head coach? Any coach. Cry? Or no. player. No. All right. No. No There's no crying in football. Yes. All right. Yes. 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 One hundred percent. Someone is going to have a breakdown. We. I mean, we saw Sirianni crying last year. Oh, one hundred percent. That's the only reason Bucky said yes is because I said no. (laughs) No, that is an easy one. As emotional as everyone would be, that is an easy one. I'll take that one. Thank you for giving me that one. All right. Next up, if the Chiefs win, will Andy Reid be doused in barbecue sauce after the game? Yes. Plus 1,600 or no, minus 15,000. Bucky, you first. 
Uh, no, he's not getting barbecue sauced. He may get Gatorade back, but not barbecue sauce. Like he won't get slimed like Nickelodeon is on him. No. You know what? I would, I'm going to have to say no, and I'll tell you why. There isn't enough barbecue sauce to cover his body. Yeah, that's the problem. I think that's a he's safe about one. About ten tons of barbecue sauce. I think that's really. a safe one, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Number of beers sold. The line is 120,000, and this is sold at the stadium. Uh. Over or under, Andy? What you got? Over, over one hundred twenty thousand, easily. Bucky? Big time. Man, I mean, there are a lot of people in the thing. That, you're talking about maybe like one to two. That's over. <laughs> I mean, you talk about two beers per well, person right. in attendance. That puts you over. Yeah, that's over. Yeah. That's like, it. yeah. All right, we'll go next. Next is a pretty pretty common one here. We're still scraping the bottom of the barrel with these, though. What's the Gatorade color going to be for the winning coach's uh, Gatorade bath? Uh, uh, Bucky, you first. Uh, I am going to go with uh, blue. Blue's the color blue, of the day. Blue, okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got to yeah, go with Kansas City red. Kansas City red. Or 49ers uh, red. Uh, that's going to stain everything. That's going to stain your T-shirts and all that. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't care. They all right. And the last one of the night, this is re- I had to double take when I saw this one, but Las Vegas is invaded by aliens and the game ends in a tie. Yes, plus 100,000 or no, minus 100,000. <laughs> uh, that would be a negative. That would be a no. That would be an easy one. You really? know, I got to tell you something. You did you did a bad job today, these questions. No. Stupid. These stupid <laughs> like, questions. Like, like, We're on. scraping Aliens. the bottom of the barrel. We're scraping no, the bottom of the barrel. This is the bottom, bottom barrel. No, no aliens, by the way. Make room. The swollen dome coming up next on Fox. Oh, we are finally here. The long wait is over. Quote your Tom Petty. We are finally here. It is Super Bowl 58 morning of. Welcome in another hour. Fox Football Sunday Live. From the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Honored once again to be here as part of the lead-up to the the biggest game going. Yeah, I know. We've got international soccer matches that you can go and and check the uh, body count in terms of viewing habits, etc. But for us here in the States... Guys, this is it. Honored to be on air with you uh, once again. My guy, Andy Furman, a broadcasting legend. We were reminiscing some of our uh, old haunts and, and contributors and friends and colleagues here uh, a little bit off air. And my guy, Bucky Brooks, in the league, around the league, working for the Jaguars, NFL.com, five years in the league as a player. Gentlemen, with the biggest stage, we can finally get rid of the preliminaries and you know, as the uh, great Mills Lane used to say, we're finally able to let's get it on. <laughs> I mean, it's look, it's time. We've been waiting for this. It's it's funny. Um, we spent all year talking about these teams and who could be and what could be and who's going to do this and that. And now we finally get to it. And just the run up to it. The last two weeks have been bananas. All the storylines, all the stuff that comes out to it. But what's great about Super Bowl Sunday is at some point we're going to kick this thing off and figure out who the champ is. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think the champ is Taylor Swift. 
Really? Well, I, you know what? Uh, we talked about the economic impact of it all. There's been a lot of uh, hot air back and forth. My guy, Dave Hines, mm-hmm. right, who's up here mm-hmm. in the studios with us, and he's burning the midnight oil as well. He does all the work for Steve Harvey's crew and such. We were talking, and, and he looked at me. He goes, you know, one of the things we've, we've talked about a lot is, you know, the the ancillary folks. And for Taylor Swift, you know, how much screen time? Will she make it? Mm-hmm. Here's the NORAD tracking of her plane. Yes, it got to L.A., then went to Vegas, all of that stuff. But he looked at me, he goes, you know, back in the day, how much airtime did Brenda Warner get? I go, you know what? That's a good question. I have enough time after the show in the pregame if I don't nap to maybe go back and watch a broadcast and do that count. I don't think I'm going to do it, but it made for good food for Mm -hmm. thought of how much time we've spent in the past looking at wives and girlfriends, right? The old wags Mm -hmm. count or the owners in a, in a box, right? We can go back to how many times Jerry Jones would have been shown during that initial run with Jimmy Johnson Mm -hmm. and company, or probably a better mark would have been screen time. Once Barry Switzer was running things because then Jerry clearly was the guy and it was his team, right? Cause he made the comment I can get anybody to come in here and coach it, uh, and he did. But for Taylor Swift, I've got a thing coming up a little bit later, a, a new website, so at Swollen Dome, that's going to come up uh, so everybody can once and for all uh, put their uh, vote for the greatness of you know her albums because that you know that's great infighting as well fellas because depending on your mood and the time of day you know she wears high heels i wear sneakers she's cheer captain and i'm in the bleachers you know right now taylor swift is both of those things andy Furman. to your point look i will tell you this much right now i i don't know why there's the hatred of taylor swift i mean i talked about this earlier on with bucky today they did some websitings left uh, a lifestyle website did some uh investigation, if you will, a total of 24 seconds during the Chiefs' 27-24 win that gave them a chance to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Oh, it's 44. 44. 45, I said 24 on this website. So okay, they, they then, must have missed a, an right. appearance. And then Benjamin Hoffman of the New York Times said that uh, 25 seconds over the course of the broadcast that run longer than three hours. So if there's an interest, they do that. I'm, I'm going to go back in the day when the Lakers were on TV almost every Sunday against the Celtics. How many times did you see Jack Nicholson on TV? Sure. He was always there. I mean, this isn't anything new. So I don't know why the hatred's out there. And it's great for the NFL. The Roger Goodell loves it. It's increased sponsorship, increased listenership, viewership, whatever it may be. I think it's great. Leave her alone. Jeez. New audience coming in because of her. He went in. He went full. Leave Britney alone. You remember that guy? Right, right. Yeah. Back in the day. I mean, that was the full Andy Furman rant. If only we had a video camera on you for that one, Andy. Yeah. Can you recreate that for us later? That'd be great. Maybe but, if you want me to, I might. Yeah. yeah, but it's just that that idea of what they they did the estimate three hundred fifty million dollars. I know several sponsors are on board for today that weren't sponsors of the NFL and buying airtime before. I mean, I would have leaned in fully, right? CBS has it. Paramount Plus, yeah, you've got you're going to have the Nickelodeon game, and we can listen to SpongeBob announce things, which. I mean, come on. Don't you want that second experience? You got SpongeBob and Patrick alongside, you know, what the bingo game of what's Tony Romo going to say? I was trying to build a bingo card, and I couldn't keep a straight face after a while, so (laughs) I had to put that to the wayside. But how about the third viewing experience? Here's the picture-in-picture. Cut a deal with Swift and her people if you want to watch her for three-plus hours. You know, anything can happen if the price is right. (laughs) Oh, you just talking about put a little Taylor cam up. Well, the Taylor I mean, Cam, yeah. the Taylor Cam, let people pay for it. Let people get a chance to see. You want to see her in the box? Let's see her eat. Let's see her hang out with 
uh, Miss Mahomes, Brittany, and all that. That should be fun. Yeah, not a bad bad idea there. You know, again, she did wave things off in the AFC title game. Leave me alone. Uh, please go away at one point was the quote as she was waving off, realizing she was on camera once again and knowing that she was going to be inundated uh, with all the hate. One thing I do love is, you know, like all of you at your uh, Super Bowl parties later on today, you know, you could go around during a commercial break and pick stuff up. It's so one of the things from Taylor that you do learn the lesson. After halftime, she's always seen picking up the cups and plates. You know, you could be that mm-hmm. person, be the champion <laughs> of the day for your Super Bowl party, wherever you may be. But eventually, we we do actually get to talk about a football game, guys. And I heard you talking as I was on my way in. Uh, I spotlighted Fred Warner with uh, Smith the other day, right? So he picks Rasheed Rice. I pick Fred Warner as an important data point to all of this. And I did it for several reasons. Uh, one because of the player that he's become and obviously trying to solve the Travis Kelsey part of that Kelsey Swift equation, given what Kelsey Mm -hmm. has returned to, right? That superhero status during the playoffs after, you know, what we could call an uneven regular season. But for Fred Warner, he also stands as a giant data point for me as a Bears fan, because over the next several months, we're talking about, or maybe weeks, I don't know how quickly it gets consummated, but the whole Caleb Williams Will he, will he, uh, will that pick get dealt or will Justin Fields get dealt? We'll talk about that in a minute. But Fred Warner was a big part of that trade back in 2017. That's the also, oh, by the way, kind of thing. Because remember, the 49ers were slapping themselves on the back and everything that they won that trade when they made it with the Bears for Mitchell Trubisky to trade that one spot mm-hmm. and everything else, right? Patrick Mahomes, we all know how that's gone. And Bears fans and Bears executives and everybody's had to wear it all low these many years but the re- the other parts of that trade were interesting to me because in the third round of that draft the saints ended up getting alvin Kamara. but in the third mm. round of the 2018 draft guess what a linebacker by the name of fred warner was drafted by the 49ers so there it is they, they actually did win that trade for real but not necessarily for the guy they got uh up top because solomon thomas was just a guy and that's me being mm-hmm. kind <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, you can say that. That's you being very kind, very kind and considerate over here, yes, he Mike is. Harmon. Um, well, I'm a man of the people. You know me. I bring people together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're also. I think you laughed tired. a little too hard there. No, 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 no. I was clearing my throat. I'm sorry. Really? No, you do. You do. I try to anyway. Yeah. Right. But I mean, those those are the key. Like, it's really. For the, for the Chiefs, who talk a lot about uh, Patrick Mahomes and all the legacy plays and all, uh, and for Travis Kelsey, the same retirement talk, this, that, the other. But breaking down the game over the course of the week, it's really the the middle, uh, well, the, the front front line for the much maligned uh, San Francisco defense. Buggy, how, how do you solve it? How do you reverse what happened in the NFC playoffs? Uh, the number one thing you have to do is you got to, get them to play hard. Uh, this is a team that is proud of itself on its energy, its physicality, uh, just the, the overall uh, mentality, their dog mentality that they've displayed. They didn't play hard in the Green Bay game, and there are notable uh, instances where you could see them not hustling to the ball in the NFC Championship game. Chase Young has been singled out, but there were other guys on the table. I've seen Nick Bosa walk to the ball. So over the last two weeks, you hope that Steve Wilkes has gotten the defense to understand that there's a higher standard that they can get to, and it starts with their hustle. 
Can you run to the ball? Can you get there with bad intentions? Can you make the hit, the violent hits that you need to make to change the tenor of the game? The Niners have to get back to that. It's not a schematic thing. It's really an effort thing. And so can they change their effort? As much as I say, yeah, they can do it two weeks. It's hard because if they've allowed this behavior to kind of go on for the entire season, it's hard to imagine that this team is going to flip a switch and all of a sudden be a try-hard team. It doesn't happen like that. You know, there's a couple of stats, comparison stats of these two teams that really stand out and they say, wow, look at the takeaways. 49ers, 28 takeaways over the course of the season as opposed to 17 for the Chiefs and the drops that the Chiefs have had on offense dropping the football. So giveaways, 28 for the Chiefs, 18 for the 49ers. Those are keys. I mean, I understand there's some holes in that run defense on the 49ers, but I think they could be taken care of with these other stats, including the takeaways. And that's that's the big uh, – I mean, that's the tail of the tape, right? We talk about it all the time, that, the number one predictor of things in the NFL, Bucky. Mm-hmm. Can you, that is, you know, turnover-worthy yeah. plays? If I'm not mistaken, Bill Holmes at this point through the playoffs has zero on the resume, and I've heard more and more the last week and seen it in my timelines, you know, to your point, Andy, uh, all the turnover-worthy plays of Purdy, ifs and and right. buts and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bucky, you played defensive back. There's a lot of guys playing defensive back because their hands ain't so good. So that doesn't surprise me sometimes. No, it doesn't surprise I, I never, me. I never heard of that. Wait a minute. Guys play defensive back because their hands aren't good? No, they can't catch. They can't catch. They're wide receivers that are filled. And so um, they're playing on the other side of the ball. What I will say is funny. You bring you bring all those stats up from the regular season. But when you look in the postseason, Kansas City has taken exceptional care of the football. They've only uh, also surrendered only two sacks. And so a lot of how you win in the postseason in these games is you don't beat yourselves and you wait for the other team to implode. And the Kansas City Chiefs and everything – each of their games, the other team has absolutely imploded. So as I look at this with the 49ers on tap, um, when will they break them? When will the Kansas City Chiefs break the Niners? How long can they play a clean game on defense? And how long can uh, Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan play without feeling the pressure of the weight of the world on their shoulders. So not necessarily Brock, but for Shanahan, you've blown two leads in the fourth quarter. You've been outscored um, two leads in the fourth quarter Super Bowls. You've been outscored 40 to zero the last two times you've been to the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. You're only completing 38% of your passes in the fourth quarter of those Super Bowls. And you've gone to a 70-30 pass run ratio when you are a run heavy team. Can Cal stand a hand, stick to the script, and fl- finish the game? That's what I'm worried about, and will they implode before he gets to do it? And I think what we, one of the keys, I think Brock Purdy's got to maintain his composure. That's number one. Why do I say that? Because as you said early on today, Buck, Steve Spagnuolo, he's going to blitz. Mm-hmm. He's going to come after him. And if he could compose himself and, and not panic, there's a good chance they could stay in this ball game. Otherwise, I, I believe that Kansas City right now, it's a difficult bet to bet against Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. No, it, cer- it certainly is because we go back to the old Belichickian ways, guys, that we've talked about mm-hmm. at length on this program. It's all about not beating yourself. And that's, that was the hallmark of those Patriots teams. Even when they weren't clicking on all cylinders, they weren't going to have the big giveaway. And thus far, that's where the Chiefs are here in the postseason, right? They, they level up 
uh, as it goes. And suddenly guys that were dropping passes, guess what? Maybe the uh, the tackiness of the gloves just a little bit better. The concentration maybe a little bit better. All of those things uh, brought to bear. Uh, but certainly for me, I, I think for Kyle Shanahan, one thing is have someone standing next to you with a picture of Greg Roman the whole time. You know, don't be this guy. <laughs> you weren't down 30 points. You were down 10, and you abandoned the run. You abandoned your identity. And this, you know, is the lesson on a Sunday morning like I'm preaching in the pulpit. Don't lose your identity. Don't lose who you are to try to fit some other narrative, people. You know what? I'm glad you said that because there's still people moaning and crying and, and going nuts on Dan Campbell. He didn't lose his identity. That's what got him there. He was a riverboat gambler, and I'm happy to hear you say that. You don't wow. lose your identity. I have Key. defended Dan Campbell for weeks. Smith and I almost came to blows because yeah. he was big uh, Lions guy. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't defend him. I can't defend him on that. Like I can't defend him. Like, well, the, like, the that's last two decisions. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. When you, uh, because like one of the jobs of the head coach is to understand time, score, and situation. At the time, when they went for it on that fourth down, look, they were up with an opportunity to go up by three scores if they knocked the field goal in. It's 22 minutes left in the game. You could reasonably say, I don't know if San Francisco has four more possessions to get the ball left sure. in the game. At that point, you got to kick it. So I understand well, let me, like, allow me maybe to he's saying analytics. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, allow me to retort at least on the first fourth down. All right. Because, I mean, they called the right play. Catches the ball. You run another, what, four to five minutes right. off the clock? Because I've heard the, the argument, well, they might have to kick another field goal. Sure. Even if you don't gain another yard, you just ran another four minutes off the clock. And thereby, mm-hmm. again, getting to that same point of maybe putting those points up, maybe not. And the end of the half argument to me was just the, the most asinine thing. Yeah, they went for it because the clock was inside 10 seconds of the half. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how that became it. Well, he we kicked the field goal in the first half. Like, right, because if they didn't get it, the half is over and you got nothing. You're not playing field right. position or anything at that point. And I'm glad you brought up field goals because you know why? This guy, Jake Moody, may be a big factor in today's game. He could be wearing the goat helmet today. Ooh, look at that. And not the right, the proper goat helmet. Right. And certainly not from the 1980s movie Dragnet right. starring Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Look at that. You can go back in the Wayback Machine. We're leaving no stone unturned because it is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, honored again to be part of the uh, the program and, and kick the network's coverage off because, you know, as the little boy in Chicago, you know, people kind of laughed at you. My brother reminds me every It's like, mm-hmm. we, you shouldn't be doing this. And so I'm honored to be here with you guys, with Ian, with Mark. We got Kevin on the update. So uh, blessed to be here, blessed to uh, get things started. We got a lot to discuss. How about we turn our attention to the Hall of Fame? Because here in Los Angeles, people wanted to take out the uh, torches and pitchforks over one snub. We'll talk about that next here. It's Fox Football Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Everybody up and bouncing in their seats. Welcome back in. It's Fox Football Sunday here, Fox Sports Radio, the Super Bowl edition. Hey, stay tuned after we're done this morning. Every Sunday morning, beginning 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Jeff Schwartz, professional better Bill Krakenberger. They've got you covered three hours before kickoff every Sunday morning. So listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, right here. Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. And they will give you plenty of activations on the prop bets. I know, Ian, you guys were playing a little bit of bottom barrel betting earlier this morning. We'll dip back into some of the fun and exciting prop bets a little later on in the hour because, you know, it's a menu, as some now call it, guys, it looks like the Cheesecake Factory menu. Mm. I'm going to take this from page eight. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can get your limits and get as much fun as you want there. Now, it's a celebration of, of football, celebration of entertainment, right? These two weeks between the conference title games and the build up here, obviously Las Vegas, the backdrop this year, all the pomp and circumstance, the pageantry, the parties and everything else. NFL honors, I got used to that being a Saturday affair. I don't know. That just seemed like it was always there. And all of a sudden, Thursday, there it is. And and my phone immediately started blowing up with people saying, so are you going to Canton? Uh, because of the Hall of Fame class, me being a Chicago kid, uh, Chicago heavy as Devin Hester gets in, Steve McMichael, you know, the legend from the 85 Bears uh, battling uh, ALS and, you know, all the great shots of his family uh, and everybody together. Julius Peppers, because uh, Bucky, we're claiming him. Uh, so that's three. It's like Hall of Famer uh, Ken Griffey Jr. of the White Sox. I claim them if oh, they were please, mine. Oh, please, come on now. Oh, my gosh. Hey, they I, were mine. Tom, Tom Seaver won his 300th game as a member of the White Sox. Oh, Mark, Mark pumping his fist. That is right. White Sox wow. Hall of Famer Tom Seaver. Uh, you got Dwight Freeney, Randy Grandisher, uh, the other uh, veteran committee uh Coming out of Denver, uh, Andre Johnson gets in, and of course, linebacker Patrick Willis, former San Francisco 49er. But everything was about the fact that uh, Antonio Gates didn't get in, and mm-hmm. Tory Holt, Tory Holt still on the outside looking in, right? But we we look at the the different positions and where you're at. If you were, you know, we start putting up medal stands and rankings and all that, guys. And Antonio Gates, at least from the 
the standpoint of the explosion of the NFL these last 20-plus years. Look, always bigger, always growing, right? We see the curve, but certainly the jump up when we start the changing how we're broadcasting it, the advent of fantasy football, whatever else. This is a guy whose stats everybody knew. And when we put him up alongside Gronkowski, Tony Gonzalez, et cetera, nearly a thousand receptions, uh, et cetera. And, right. you know, s- s- take nothing away from Torrey mm-hmm. Holt, but we've seen wide receivers and you normally have that weight. The only thing I could come up with, get fellas, was that that PED suspension really loom large, especially when you look at the class that's in- presented in front of you and that they do have. You know, those limits of how many guys can go in. It's only five. Yeah, but the Tory Holt thing is, is, it really bugs me. I'll tell you why. He's part of that greatest show on turf, and everybody else on that team was in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner's in. Orlando Pace is in. Isaac Bruce is in. Marshall Falk is in. Why isn't Tory Holt in? Did they hit critical mass? I'm just, I, Jeez, I, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know of, either. Because it's one of those things, because I was joking, uh, and, and maybe, Bucky, you want to address this one, with Dwight Freeney going in, are the Colts the most underachieving squad of a decade in NFL history? Your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, when you think about just the amount of talent they had and so few rings, one. I mean, you think that with, with – And that was over Rex Grossman, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you would think that uh, they would have been able to win more. Uh, part of what – so here's the, the rub, right? So anyone who has played – I've had this conversation with Reggie Wayne a lot about their offense and what they did. And everyone will talk about the uh, mastery of Peyton Manning in terms of like how he managed the game and those things. But I have been told from multiple people that it's the most simple offense that you can ever run. They didn't believe in motion. They didn't shift. They right. lined up in their formations. And they went. They had about five or six plays that everyone in the building knew that they were going to run, and they executed it. With the superior talent that they had in a simplistic system, they were able to win a lot of games. But when it came down to playing maybe elite teams, maybe they needed a little more ingenuity to be able to get over the top. Yeah, I mean, I think you would say it's – a failure. I mean, you only have one Super Bowl for the team that has a bunch of gold jacket wears. So you're pointing a finger at the coaching staff. I mean, I'm just pointing I, I, I do. how they got it done. I'll do it. You know, <laughs> all right. You I'll know, be the bad guy the, here. I've I've been saying this forever, and now they add another guy to the hall. It's like, yep, there you go. You mentioned the Rams, right? With all of those those guys. I mean, it was all set up perfectly. I mean, Trent Green's had to live with that injury. Even in that short-term, guys, but all these years later, as more and more gold jackets go in of what could have been had he not gotten hurt. But the gold jacket thing is, is kind of strange because there's such a backlog on receivers. That's sure. why these guys – look, Antonio Gates is going to get in. He's eventually going to get in. But there's a backlog on the receivers. I want to know why if you play a, a line position, like Willie Anderson should have mm-hmm. got in from the Cincinnati Bengals. Great offensive lineman. And the point is this. The offensive linemen are just judging how they play. There's really no stats to define what they've done. Sure. That's why it's so difficult for an offensive lineman to get into the Hall of Fame. I think you got a lot of guys in that room, though, that do uh, go heavy for the offensive linemen. Uh, certainly, we, yeah. we talked to Jason Cole quite a bit. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, he's one of the electors there, and and th- those are where the arguments aren't necessarily as strenuous. It's you know parsing between the skill mm-hmm. position, you know, the so-called skill position guys that seem to be really the rub for folks of you know parsing out. And you know, for Antonio Gates, yeah, he'll get in, but you know, there's we we all agree. I mean, there's a difference between that first ballot, you walk right through no the doubt. door, 
and not. And it's a year um, of earning you don't get with that Hall of Fame insignia, you know, and that inscription, Bucky mm-hmm. Brooks. That's fifty to seventy-five bucks on every autograph you ain't collecting. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think there's how much something you get for your autographs, Bucky? How much you charge for nothing, your autographs? Nothing. Nothing. I get I get peanuts, but I think there is something to the tier argument, right? And sure. That here's Deion what I'll Sanders say about argument. Yeah, here, here's what I'll say about Antonio Gates. Like, uh, Antonio Gates is an all-timer. I think his touchdowns are n- near the top, like a ridiculous amount of touchdowns that he had at the position. But during his time, did we view him as the best tight yeah. end in the game? Because he played at the same time with Tony Gonzalez, and so they were always vying for who's number one, who's number two. I think that part of it, might impact the argument of him being a first ballot guy. Even though he's mm-hmm. worthy of going in, I'm confident that he'll go in in the next cycle or two. Uh, that is that. The other thing is you talk about the log jam at the positions. Even though he's a tight end, Antonio Gates was really a pass catcher. And so in this year's class, Andre Johnson is the pass catcher that is represented. Um, as Andy talks about, what about Torrey Holt? And what about Reggie Wayne? And what about Steve Smith? All of these pass catchers are stuck in the funnel trying to merge onto the 405, right? They're just stuck because the numbers are all similar, that it's going to be hard to separate those guys. And so it's like, uh, it's, it's really, it's the, it's, it's the red light trying to merge onto the thing. Okay, you get the gold and you have to wait. You get the gold and you have to wait. And that's where we're at. I will say this, the last person. Fred Taylor deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And so hopefully his time will come soon. We talk about the running back position. You quietly look at Fred Taylor's numbers. He deserves to be up there. And at a time where I don't know if we're going to see any of these running backs from our current day ever get an opportunity to be Hall of Famers based on how we view it. Um, I'd stump for Fred Taylor. I'll bear with you. I'll write the letter. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I got know, a real like, problem with Devin Hester getting in. He's a specialist. How dare that's you? Like a, whoa, whoa, that's like, that's whoa, like a, whoa, 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 Yes. It doesn't yeah, work that way. You got to play. That. You got well. Okay, he, he did I play. It. I got. He played. On, right? He's Buc- an all-timer. Buc- Bucky, twenty return touchdowns. No. But Bucky, you see what he just did? Those were like shots directly at me. Yes. Devin Hester oh, yeah. and, and yes. Harold Baines. That's what he was doing. He was calling my whole sports life into question right there, uh, and trying to got- take everything from me. Yeah, he, he definitely was trying to take the way Devin Hester was worthy of getting in. I will say this. No one ever talks about this. I had this conversation on TV the other day. Uh, I think people need to look up Brian Mitchell's stats from the National Football League. Brian Mitchell has the second most all-purpose yards in the National Football League. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brian Mitchell. Brian, yeah. And then when you look at numbers and all that other stuff, like when we celebrate the the best of the best, like he's worthy of being in conversation and he has 15 return touchdowns. So he certainly is worthy of being in that conversation. But Devin I thought Hester Jared Allen should have got in. Well, no, he's another guy, right? I was going to bring him up. I had him written down here, mm-hmm. Andy, because uh, same thing, right? The log jam. You, you look at Freeney. Uh, and you get Julius Peppers. Can't, you can't yeah, have three can't, pass can't take, can't take, out of five. Can't have, huh? can't, have, can't have them all go in at, at, at the same time. But I will say this. I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, I believe the Hall of Fame game will probably feature the Bears. 
I'm, I'm just going out on a limb. Well, I think yeah. the Hall of Fame game will probably feature the Bears, just given the fact that three former Bears are going into Are we all going to meet in Canton for that one? <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go. If you, if you go, I'll go. I got I to gotta figure out schedule with all the kid running around and whatever, but if I could pull it off, I'm, I'm definitely uh, down. I was at a – they moved the uh, Hall of Fame induction the year Baines got in for the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame to where I was mm-hmm. out of the country. And that mm. was that was a long scheduled trip. It's like, why do you moved it up a week, you jerks? Like <laughs> I had it all I had it all planned. They're like, wait, it's that week? It was always the end of July. What are we doing? Uh, but you know, they they went out of their way. Hey, did you guys have any issues with any of the NFL honors from the awards perspective? Right? A lot of conversation about Lamar Jackson mm. and the MVP award. Well, we talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. I thought yeah. that Christian McCaffrey should, should have been the MVP because, you know, and good, I get it. The quarterback on the best team in football gets it. And mm-hmm. he was hyped all year long. And that's a key. He got all that hype. I didn't hear a lot of hype for McCaffrey. Well, you had eight different betting favorites over the course of the year, guys. Uh-huh. So when it We're, finally came out yeah. and that, that it was 49 mm-hmm. votes for Lamar, I was a bit surprised. Yeah, 49 to 1, wasn't it? Something like that? It was Josh yeah, Allen. 49 to 1 first. And Josh Allen finished fifth. Yeah. Left, off, left off a number of yeah. voters' uh, ballots altogether. Oh, I mean, I, I can see that. But here's the thing. So here's why Christian McCaffrey couldn't garner more votes because what it does is it would kill the narrative, right? Because if Christian McCaffrey, if you're saying Christian McCaffrey is the MVP, how can yeah. you then make the argument for Brock Purdy? being legendary like we've been building him up to be. If you do that, then you're saying, who's the best offensive player on the Niners? Is it Purdy or is it Christian McCaffrey? That's why I think the rub came in. Because right, we always talk about stories and headlines. I can't in good faith say Christian McCaffrey's an MVP if I have this story ready to anoint Brock Purdy as the next Tom Brady. Yeah, and You know, I'll tell you something else. (laughs) I I wouldn't have had a problem if C.J. Stroud won the MVP. I know he's the offensive rookie of the year, right? But he, he could have very well been the end. Look what he did for that ball club. He turned them around, C.J. Stroud. He got some hardware. He didn't walk home empty-handed. At I, I hear you. I hear right? you. I mean, mm-hmm. look, and in the 49ers, mm-hmm. future Hall of Famer Trent Williams is the guy that makes it all go on the offensive side and that offensive line. Uh, at least that's my uh, humble opinion mm-hmm. as a man who was forced to uh, wear the stripe uh, as a big kid. Were you surprised about the, the coach of the year, though? No. Okay. No. No, uh, I mean, hold I mean it look, together. he ends up winning it by five, percentage points, right? Yeah. One more first place vote. I mean, five five starting different starting. He did a hell of a job. He did. Really. Yeah, he did. He did a great job. Now, I will say, comeback player of the year. I think you can make the argument for that in terms of Joe Flacco because the the, the argument would be, where did Joe Flacco? What did he come back from? Like he came, he came from the couch, right? But well, and that's what he, he even said. He's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he gets it for. Less than half of a season of performance, you know, like, I mean, you talk about week nine, week 10, he is inserted into the lineup and he wins it. I mean, he didn't get into the lineup. I don't think into December, end of November, early December. That's, that's when it happened. So he gets it or whatever. And I understand everyone talked about DeMar Hamlin coming back from a near death experience like that appeared to be the shoe in. I'm just saying, I don't know what the criteria is for comeback. It appears to be, um, you just need to bounce back from mediocrity. Yeah, and then you can be. Well, like, to be fair, when I heard Demar Hamlin's coming back this year, I figured, oh, back in August, uh, September, I said, oh, mm-hmm. he's comeback player of the year. But then Flacco came in. I don't have a problem with Flacco getting it because he put up the numbers, and as you say, he wasn't playing mm-hmm. last year. He he was on the couch. Yeah, and to be fair, we don't have parameters on anything else. 
What, what does MVP really mean in all of this? He's mm. Andy Furman. That's Bucky Brooks. I'm Mike Harmon at Andy Furman FSR on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. Find me at Swollen Dome. Now it's time to turn our attention over to Kevin Wyatt. Maybe he's got an injury update or two as we traverse the sporting universe. Yeah, What's some, up, buddy? Yeah, some good news and bad news for the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, it is finally upon us. Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs 49ers kicking off a little bit after 6.30 Eastern time. But for the Chiefs, some positive injury news, some negative injury news. First for the positive. Positive. Kadarius Tone, or excuse me, uh, actually, uh, bearing the, uh, getting ahead of myself there. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was activated off of injured reserve. Uh, he had been dealing with a groin injury, and he's listed as questionable. Kadarius Tony, now that's uh, who I had been looking at there, but uh, Kadarius Tony will not play today, or at least is not expected to play today. That is according to Adam Schefter. Uh, he was off of the final Super Bowl injury report, but again, according to Schefter, he's saying that Tony not expected to be on the field today. I might factor into some prop bets there that many of you have going mm. uh, for the game. As for the action on the court last night, NBA, Steph Curry, what more can you say about him? 0.7 seconds to go. He nails a three-pointer to lift the Warriors over the Phoenix Suns 113-112. to 112. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, nine straight wins, including a 119-95 win against the Toronto Raptors. Back to you guys. Appreciate you, Kevin. Have yourself a great Super Bowl Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bucky Brooks. Andy Furman with you here. Fox Football Sunday. Uh, we'll traverse the world of prop bets. And as a trio, uh, give those final notes uh, before Andy gets ready uh, and gets the skyline chill buffet going <laughs> for our Super Bowl festivities. We'll do that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Football Sunday, Fox Sports Radio, Super Bowl 
edition. Mike Harmon alongside my guys, Andy Furman and Bucky Brooks with you here. Hey, if you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases and with no fees, period. Check out the eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC as we're here live and in living color from the tireact.com Fox Sports Radio Studios guys inching ever closer. I mean, how, how deep and tasty a nap are you guys going to be able to get in before the game? I hope mm. I don't have to nap during the game. That's a good point. That is really? a very, very, <laughs> that's a very good point. Bucky, I, I, got, I got to think we get enough fireworks that, that we should be able to keep Andy up. If nothing else, I'll just keep texting you, Andy. Please do. Yes. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. It's a long day. You Hell can't peak yeah. too soon. That's the thing about this. You can't eat too much too soon. You got to monitor yourself. You can't have the Thanksgiving Day attack oh, the, oh, the because you got to watch the game oh. that's right yeah so you, yeah so you got to watch it and if you're watching with your friends you can't be nodding off in the corner so it's all about pacing yourself when it comes to it yeah that's why i think i'm gonna watch the game on my on my uh bike my exercise bike Ooh, so i can't move. fall asleep that's what i'll do well that and you can work off the chicken wings you're eating you with the hands free i like right. that Either that or you get that helmet like Jerry Rice was advertising a couple of years ago where you could just put the chicken wings in for the uh, chin strap and get after it. But you talk about pacing yourself. You guys see the footage out of the Phoenix Open that they actually had to curb beer sales and all the videos of guys just falling out. They said they had over 30 people black out. Wow. They were so hammered uh, out on the Have you guys ever been to that? I have not. Have you ever been to it? It's one of those on the list. It's It's a great time. It yeah, I heard, I heard you guys talking bucket list stuff before. My brothers go to the Derby all the time. Shout out uh, brothers back in Chicago. Uh, they keep trying to convince me to go. But, you know, those kids' soccer games, they're becoming uh, – Happen to get in the way. They, they get in the way. Yeah, you know, always one of those schedules. Yeah. But eventually, I mean, I've got all the fedoras. I've got all the uh, jaunty <laughs> hats, and I'm ready to go at some point. Uh, guys, the prop bets are everywhere. I know you guys had some fun with Aliens. Uh, and Gatorade colors and everything a little bit earlier. How about we get a little into the game itself? Isaiah Pacheco, heard you talking about it, Andy. Over 65 and a half is at minus 125. He's hit all this number in all but one of his six career playoff games. Over under for you there, Andy. That's a given. That's a given. He's over. He's over there. Bucky? Yeah, no, I think he's over. 65 he seems over. a little too over low. To it's almost yeah. like a, what What are you trying to tell he, me? He here? may get to no, 65 but, well, in the first half. Well, no, I think the reason why is because everyone knows Andy Reid's affinity for throwing. And so will he be patient enough to continue to put it in his belly and let him get enough touches and opportunities to do it? This is a different Kansas City team, a different Andy Reid in this postseason. I think you start arguing for the, no, that was a backwards. No, that counts as a run. It was backwards uh, instead of a reception. So you could start fighting about that. Brandon Ayuk over under receptions. I've heard a lot of talk about this over the course of the week. Under, uh, over under is four and a half. The unders hit in his last seven straight playoff games. Bucky, Ooh. go first. Hmm. Uh, let's go over. I'm going to go over that number. He has to play a big role because if you think about playing uh, the Niners and make him play left-handed, take away Kittle, CMC, and Debo Samuel, that's going to leave Brandon Ayuk to be able to do it. It is a tough one. It really is. I mean, I think I think you're going to see a lot more George Kittle today. I really do. I, I, 
I may say under. I may say under on this. All right, let's do it, Travis Kelsey, just for giggles. Uh, receptions are over, under, sit, sitting at six and a half. That's over. It's hitting six of his last eight playoff games. Oh, that's that's got to be over. That may, that may be done in the first half. Going mm. back to our Greenlaw and uh, Fred Warner question. Can you – you can't stop uh, him. You can only hope to contain him. Can they contain him to under six and a half? Uh, no, I think he goes over. Yeah. All right, plus 350 of the odds. Nick Bosa, two-plus sacks in this game. Andy Furman. <sighs> two-plus sacks. He's got 10 career sacks and 11 playoff games. I don't think he gets two sacks today under. I don't think he gets two sacks today. Bucky, mm. can they get after it two. with Tooney not as part of the uh, offensive line? Can they make uh, look, him dance uh, okay, like we so saw he, a couple of years ago against Tampa? Uh, Nick Bosa will will go over. Uh, Jawan really? Taylor and Donovan Smith have been two of the most penalized players since yeah. <laughs> the last five years when it comes to holding calls. If they don't hold him, he's going to sack Pat Mahomes. Well, he so, certainly did yeah, put it out there, it. right? What do they do? They hold. And people got all mad. It's like they're complaining. Mm. It's like, no, that's the old Phil Jackson gamesmanship. It's like, I'm just putting it out there. This is what I I'm just thought, you know, he'll get through. I just don't think he could catch Mahomes to sack him. That's the problem. And we got Vinovich mm. on the call today. And certainly, uh, if you do look into his resume, uh, penalties will be a flying uh, as this one flows through as well. Um, how about this? Chiefs trail in the fourth quarter and then win the game. A yes is five to one. Who's up? Now, why don't you go first, Andy? I say Chiefs will be leading and they'll win. They're not going to be trailing. Give me the question again. It's the will the Chiefs again. trailing entering the fourth quarter and or trail in the fourth quarter at any time and then still win the game. In other words, yes. is Shanahan yes, Shanahan? Win. Yeah, Chiefs oh, really? win. Yeah, yeah, Chiefs win. Shanahan has a tough time finishing the game. All right, Bucky's got him winning. On him to finish it. Yeah, they're gonna uh, win. You're so calling you a Jake the Moody choke. A Jake Casey Moody choke field goal. Wow, he killed off the kicker. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Bucky and I <laughs> continue ya. next on Fox. Here we are again, another beautiful hour. Fox Football Sunday, live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over ten thousand recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, I'm Mike Herman. Honored to be with you here to kick off your Super Bowl Sunday alongside my guy, Bucky Brooks. Played in the league, analyst, evaluator, scout, coach, mentor. The podcast, we'll get into the podcast and some stuff you guys were talking about earlier this week. It's my guy, Bucky Brooks, at Bucky Brooks, where you find him, at Big Play Football. Bucky, it is that... uh, the end of a long, arduous road. Are you tired? Are you fresh, fresh and ready to go today? How are we feeling as we get to this final event? Oh, look, I'm ready for it. I'm built for it. I love it. I'm excited about all of what we're about to take to see and, and what's going to take place today. I think uh, you have compelling teams. You have quarterbacks where you understand uh, the polarization of quarterbacks. You have the elite talent in Pat Mahomes. You have the scrappy underdog in Brock Purdy trying to ascend. You have great coaches, defense, physicality, all those things. To me, it's like one of the per- most perfect uh, Super Bowl matchups that you can get. It's funny, just storylines for days, and sometimes we get uh, mired in the legacy talk, but certainly here 
uh, it's appropriate to get into it. Remember, Andy Reid, once upon a time, couldn't win the big game. And now we're talking about dynastic. All right, could he eclipse Belichick as the best of this era? Like all Mm -hmm. of that, Patrick Mahomes, we're flying past Bradshaw, Aikman, and Montana and all these guys to go and and put him head-to-head in a battle with Tom Brady. And then you've got Brock Purdy, as you said, the guy, the Mr. Irrelevant who would be stand perhaps as the poster boy of, you know what, playing a couple of years in college is not a bad thing because uh, we've seen so many others to give us the flash for one season and then get into the NFL mm-hmm. and not be able to deliver on the next stage. Now, obviously, going to a place like San Francisco and the organizational stability that they've got there uh, certainly doesn't hurt things. But, you know, as you get deeper down that, it becomes the – I think the narrative, at least as it's been the last couple of weeks, is how do we chop it down, right, to where, you know, to steal from mm-hmm. the uh, the always mentioned Taylor Swift, you know, to where he became the anti-hero. Yeah, no, I think I think some of that has, has certainly occurred because what happens, like, we don't want to be wrong in our initial opinions, and so we spend – the majority of the time after someone is taken and after someone plays backing down our initial assessments when it comes to like pre-draft opinions and those things. So if we talk about Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, no one saw Brock Purdy coming, you know, Brock Purdy's seventh round pick. Uh, if the Niners knew that Brock Purdy was special like that, they wouldn't have taken him in the seventh round. And so he has improved as a player. He's been better than what any of us thought. He has kind of jumped into the best spot for him, not only system, but playmakers around him, play caller around him, all of those things, and it's worked. And sometimes, man, you just got to give the credit, the player credit for improving while also being reasonable in your assessments. When people talk about him being a game manager and those things, that's how he plays. That's how he has to play, given the skills that he has. But it's nothing wrong with being an elite game manager and being paid as such. So I just think it's different categories because he's different than Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, those guys. He's not a force of nature with his talent. What he is is a very effective player who uses his mind and just overall understanding of the game to succeed. I do appreciate the little side eye that you just gave to uh, Jed York. Because those comments made the round all week, trying to uh, build up the legend of Brock mm-hmm. Purdy. Where Kyle Shanahan, for those that missed it, uh, he said, "Well, Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan told me, you know, our number three guy is our best guy." And maybe, and maybe at some point that that did become the, mm-hmm. the case. I, I find it hard to believe it was that early in the evaluation process. Uh, but certainly, you want to pat yourself on the back as an organization wherever you can and distance yourself from you know that other draft pick that you made. Trey Lance, who may never get that shot. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, he he didn't get a shot. But but here's what I would here's why I would give the Niners credit. Here's why I would give Kyle Shanahan credit. The hardest thing to do is to admit that you're wrong. Sure, right. And so the Niners could have continued to beat their head against the wall and say, no, 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 Trey Lance is going to be our guy. We're going to continue to work with him and do it. Or what you can do is say, Brock Purdy's playing better than Trey Lance. Ever. We're a better team with Brock Purdy in the game. And even though it cost us a lot to trade up to get Trey Lance, we're going to rock with Brock Purdy. Uh, to me, that is what you're supposed to do. Admit your mistake when you made it. Hey, it just, it just didn't work out the way that we thought. Whatever it cost, it cost to get the quarterback. Because guess what? As much as we talk about them swinging and missing on Trey Lance, we really can't go at them hard because they got it right with Brock Purdy. 
The sure. goal is to get a quarterback, no matter how you get it. And right now it appears that they were able to get the quarterback. And so all things are good. You got that right. And you, if you get the rest of the draft picks and the roster composition right mm-hmm. and guys stay healthy, and that's been the biggest one of the biggest things for the 49ers mm-hmm. these last couple of years as we get ready for this Super Bowl rematch of just a couple of years ago. Um, when we look at it, Bucky, is you know get, getting the rest of it right around him you know, affords you the opportunity mm-hmm. to where he doesn't have to be, you know, as everybody would say, what, the truck or the trailer, uh, as you have so often said on these shows, right? That, you know, he, he's the guy that, you know, and game manager becoming a pejorative term. Right, you could argue in, in many of these games. Yeah. I mean, what did Patrick Mahomes do after the last after the first two drives against Baltimore? He managed the game home safely. Yeah. Right? But we're never gonna use that term I mean, that's, for Patrick that's what Mahomes. It is. But that's what he did. Right? Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. What did he do? He utilized the the tools around him and managed games. And again, it's the the dirty little word in our football world. Because remember, gunslinger used to be the thing you didn't want to be called. Right? Brett Favre. And, ah, he yeah. puts the ball in harm's way. Well, it also helps you in the victory column, right? Roethlisberger, him, mm-hmm. you know, go on down the line. You know, you t- the old facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that you got to this point about Tom Brady because Tom Brady on his podcast was having a great conversation with Steve Young. It was one of the best conversations. And I think um, – Tom Brady said this near the end of his career. He talked about, why would I walk away when the game is so easy for me now? The experience has given him an expertise where he knows how to win. What we're looking at, and we'll use Pat Mahomes in this scenario, but we can say the same thing about Brock Purdy. There's a formula to how to win, right? In, in, In terms of at quarterback is not just being checked down Charlie, but it's knowing when I can push the envelope and when I need to dial it back based on are we in control of the game? What do we need right now to win the game? That is what management is. Management is being able to assess the situation and say, okay, here's how we need to take this approach based on what the circumstances are now. Pat Mahomes has really figured this out over the last couple of years. He has figured out how to, hey, when I need to navigate and be the gunslinger, cool. But when I need to scale it back and just kind of paint within the lines, I can do that. And what he is seeing, and because he fought this, I would say, for the majority of the season until it got down to winning time in the playoffs, we've seen Pat Mahomes say, man, you know what? Our defense is pretty good. If I don't put the ball in harm's way, I don't take sacks, we punt, we can win a lot of games. When he, that clicked for him, now he has the opportunity to be the greatest winner that we've ever seen at the position. Because you look at his regular season record, all of that stuff, people talk about the GOAT. He can surpass Tom Brady in so many categories when it just comes to being the ultimate winner. And then it breaks down to who's more talented. We always say that Pat Mahomes is a more talented player. So if he can be talented and take what Brady mastered as the management piece, well, now you have someone who is virtually unstoppable. Well, you know me. We, we give flowers. We try to celebrate uh, and find your wins wherever you can in all of this. Chiefs defense, something you and I and, and Andy – Uh, We've Mm -hmm. been talking about for a long time here uh, on the program right now, giving up 13.7 points per game in the playoffs. Here's the only Super Mm -hmm. Bowl winning defense is to allow fewer points per game. The Ravens in 2000, obviously world beating at 5.7 per game. The Bucs in 2002, think about that. That's already 2002, uh, Mm. 12.3 a game. And then the Seahawks in 2013 
at 13.3. And, and I wanted to circle them in because they also did the unthinkable. Remember when they paid that money to Matt Flynn mm-hmm. and then gave the job to Russell Wilson? Remember the, uh, the yeah. ripple effect and mm-hmm. how crazy that seemed at the, at the time of, wow, they went with the young guy even though they paid out all that cash. Because let's face it, in the NFL, that's, that is going against the grain at the highest level. Mm-hmm. That is doing that. But I remember Pete Carroll talked about that. He was like, the cost of doing business shouldn't impact the decision of playing the best player. Some cost, baby. So the co- yeah, the cost of whatever it costs us to get Matt Flynn. Look, man, it's unfortunate that we paid a lot for Matt Flynn, but the third round pick is better. My job as the head coach is to play the best player. And Pete Carroll did it, and he did it without having to deal with an, a, a political agenda of proving himself right to the masses. No, 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 no. This is the best player. We're going to play the best player. And what you do is you earn credibility with your team. You earn a respect of your team when you do that. Because we've all been in situations where the player who's not the best, uh, the person who may not be the best for the job, but the one that's making the most money, they get all the opportunities as opposed to the most deserving, the person that has earned it uh, through their work and their merit. There you go. He's speaking to all you corporations out there. Regardless of the field, at Bucky Brooks, where you find him on Twitter, find me over at Swollen Dome. You read him, NFL.com, see him, NFL Network. He'll be on the coverage as we get ready towards kickoff as the day goes on as well. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. I'm I'm, I'm sad that I I forgot it when we had Andy with us because I'm sure he would have appreciated this one. Uh, A big TikTok trend for the Super Bowl here, Bucky. It's got to be one of the funniest things, and my daughters have tormented me with it all week, is the narrative of the Super Bowl. And it's like, you know, it always prefaces by saying it's completely unbiased. And it starts setting up scenarios for the game. All right, first quarter, Chiefs 7-0 or 49ers 10-7, whatever. It goes second quarter and there's a photo of a player and or, a, you know, Masha at the end of a, a run play, whatever. And then it gets to halftime and then there's some prediction of what Usher does. And then it gets into the second half and it goes off the rail. There's fires. There's aliens like you guys were talking about in bottom barrel betting a couple hours ago. There's all these scenarios to where they end up getting saved by the Florida Gators, the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts, Katniss Everdeen, the team from Dodgeball, Average Joes, all of this into some grand thing. Taylor Swift coming in at quarterback, all these scenarios. And I'm like, why do you keep sending me? It's like, they're funny. I'm like, Yes, because I can't wait to see what the next asinine pop culture reference is or the fact that there was a weird obsession with the Florida Gators and not even the Tim Tebow Gators, Bucky. It just became the Gators of 2024. That's that's weird. TikTok, why the Gators? Man. I don't know. What? What? Yeah, that's 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 it just got scenario. it got weird. But like she just kept texting me every time one popped in. I'm like, stop. OK, I get it. I get the joke. I'm hip to your joke, and I'll get it on air because it is a trend. Because, again, we're trying to get teenagers in, and right? The Taylor Swift effect of however we get you in the door uh, will eventually be able to turn you over and shake out all your cash. TikTok is the other way that this is happening with the game. And there you go. Yeah, it's just, just unique. I mean, there's so many tentacles and so many different things that are kind of attached to the game. So I, I can't knock it. I won't hate on it. No, that's just it, right? And hey, more talking points, more yelling for us. Uh, coming up next as we continue, I want to get to something you uh, and Daniel Jeremiah did on your podcast, uh, the rumors about the Patriots and a trade and, well, maybe my team could be involved 
in all of that. We'll do that as well as talk about Jarek McKinnon, even if just a decoy for the week. How valuable is that in Super Bowl prep? Bucky Brooks with me. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Football Sunday on a Super Bowl Sunday here at Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome back in TireRack.com. Fox Sports Radio Studios here on a Super Bowl Sunday edition of Fox Football Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside our guy Bucky Brooks. Uh, we pay tribute and we we thank the guys that are working with us here today. Our technical producer, Mark. We've got Ian in the executive producer chair. Our guy Isaac Lowenkron is slid into his chair over at the updates. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, was, we were talking a little bit before Bucky long ago. We had a guy named Frank Pollock. Uh, who sat in the chair where Mark is today, uh, who used to bring the pink box of donuts uh, every week. And for a while, I continued that tradition until my sugar count got to a ridiculous level. Uh, And the doctor said, hey, don't do that. That's not good for anybody. Uh, But we lost Frank a few years ago, and uh, it was one of the uh, the greats. He used to try to keep Andy and uh, his partner, Mike North, when they were doing the morning show, tried to keep them in check. And uh, often to no Mm. avail. Mm-hmm. So they, they rolled through. Uh, hey, do you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? And that's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations. They do apply. Now, the rumblings are that the Patriots are willing to trade back out of their number three spot in this year's draft, Bucky, something you and uh, Daniel Jeremiah on the podcast earlier this week mm-hmm. got into a bit of the the mechanics of what Chicago is doing with the number one overall pick, the battle of Caleb Williams and the love, and now he's liking all sorts of posts 
related to the Chicago Bears as if to say, hey, all those narratives of me not liking Chicago, how dare you? Devin Hester is one of the all-time greats. Like, super like. Here's a picture of me with a uh, smiling and, and the thrift store Devin Hester jersey I bought kind of thing uh, going on there. But mm. for Justin Fields, now it becomes a, well, where does he go? Obviously, Atlanta in need of quarterback help. But New England, you know, Alabama Mac didn't work out quite so well. So seems like maybe a marriage in, in place there. Yeah, no, I, I think it could be interesting. Uh, a lot of it uh, when it comes to the Patriots is whether they view themselves as like, is this a complete rebuild? How much are they willing to throw out in free agency? Uh, I think you may have seen the story where Robert Kraft said, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't me holding the purse strings. That was the other guy who's no longer there. I'm willing to spend whatever it takes to win. And it appears that the Patriots are open for business when it comes to spending big money in free agency. Uh, they're looking to change their ways when it comes to the draft. They're looking for ways to uh, upgrade the quarterback position, whether that's a draftee or in the trade market, perhaps a Justin Fields, maybe a Russell Wilson, something like that. Who know? Who knows? But uh, they may be serious players in this game. And a lot of it will be de dependent upon how they evaluate the three quarterbacks at the top, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, in whatever order you want to put them in. Now, as you look at it, you know, as you begin your, your deep dives, obviously you're paying attention to it during the season. Mm -hmm. How much further ahead is Caleb Williams than the others? I don't know if he's that much ahead. Okay, like, yeah, because, I mean, obviously Merrill Hodge made some a, headlines uh, at the oh, end of this week yeah. with his commentary. So, so here's the – yeah, so here's the thing, and I'm actually glad that Merrill Hodge came out and spoke out about this, right? Um, because what has happened, we just regurgitate what we hear sure. over and over and over again. And so sometimes perception becomes reality based on what someone at the beginning of the process talked about. It. So we're very comfortable talking about Caleb Williams like a Pat Mahomes and that stuff because last season um, we heard announcers compare him to that. It may be broadcast announcers. It may be various draft analysts kind of put that out there. And so what happens is you just get used to saying, oh, you know, Caleb Williams is like Pat Mahomes. But when you look at it and as Merrill looked at it, he said, there's not special. Now, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's not special in that, but he certainly doesn't have a body that is like a Cam Newton or a Josh Allen. He, he has, uh, Good arm talent. He has pretty good arm talent. I don't know if you can say his arm is like Patrick Mahomes. Right. He's athletic, but he's not Lamar Jackson. And so I think we have to be careful making him out to be something that he's not. Really good player at USC, uh, worthy of the Heisman Trophy. Um, but when we talk about a transcendent talent, a generational talent, nah, I can't. I can't put him in that. I think he's. I think he's a really good player. Um, he didn't play great. Last season, uh, Drake May is more of the prototypical franchise quarterback that you look at when you talk about size, arm talent, athleticism. He has that. Jaden Daniels is kind of a freak in terms of being a mix of like great arm talent and athleticism, but in a slender package. Mm -hmm. You know, um, all of these guys have like little dings that you can take. at. But no, nah, I don't think it's Caleb Williams and the rest of the field, even though we're going to hear that. Um Look, I'm going to say this. He's not the athlete that Justin Fields is. 
right? Sure. He's not that athlete. No. Um, and I think if we have a, a throwing contest in shirts and in, in T-shirts, I don't know if he's going to out-throw Justin Fields. I don't think there's – yeah, you know? right. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, but so we, we do this I thing with the transcendent yeah. tag and generational tag. Seemingly every year we've got to mm-hmm. have someone who's generational. And it's not always like that. I think – the, the best argument that you can have for people when it comes to Caleb Williams, like, hey, it's something different. That's the clock. He's a good thrower, gunslinger, and those things. But there are questions about him. He is not a sure thing, that's what I will say. He's not a sure thing that you, hey, put the money in the bank. We know for sure that this guy's going to be a star at the next level. Well, and even in terms of the overall package, I, I don't know how people just categorically dismiss the way that season went this year for USC and leadership, mm-hmm. even, you know, Lincoln Riley on down and, and guys can vouch for him as a, you know, the locker, whatever, but the outward presence, you know, mm-hmm. skipping press conferences into the stands, you, you folks can dismiss it. I can't categorically do so, right. It's got to at least enter the equation to a degree, doesn't it? With these decision makers, you know, as they go to interview him and ask him questions about it, the year that he had, what, yeah, 100%. It has to be a part of the equation. You can't dismiss it. You can't uh, cite lack of winning. And I know, man, people hate this, and they hate when we talk about uh, quarterback wins and this and that. But I don't know what else to judge the quarterback on. Like, it's, I mean, this is what we do. You, you, Tom Brady's the GOAT because of his ability to win. We're talking about Pat Mahomes because of his ability to win, it's one thing to be talented. It's another thing to lead your team to the winner's circle. And we can talk about, well, USC's offensive line, and they didn't have this, and they didn't have that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No. Because I can make the same argument for Justin Fields. Like, hey, well, you know, the offensive line wasn't this, and offensive court, no one cares. It's about the bottom line. Did your team win or not. The arguments that you will make for Justin Fields to knock him will be, well, look at their record. If he was so good, they should be better. Cool. Well, let's look at Caleb Williams' record at SC. I'm just saying that you have to have that conversation and discussion, and it's not a no-brainer. If the Bears elect to move on, I can understand why they would move on. But he's not Pat Mahomes. You know, he's, he's not that. Yeah, I would think also, though, Bucky, you know, looking at Justin Fields, the way he's handled things the last couple of years in Chicago, I think he got out of sorts, you know, where he, he got called out for some comments at the podium maybe once or twice. Because mm-hmm. in Chicago, they're not going to let you forget that. And you're not going to get away with not mm-hmm. commenting. So, like, that whole thing of how you handle adversity, I mean, we, I think we got a glimpse into, you know, what he's about. And maybe it's because he was enabled at USC. Hey, you don't want to do it? Don't do it. And you can't do that at the pro level. But, I mean, that's not going to win, win hearts and minds in Chicago. Here's, here's what we know. And you know this much better than I do. Whoever comes in there, whoever's QB1 for the Chicago Bears, you better be a tough guy who has some weathered skin. Mm-hmm. Because the slings and arrows are coming if you underperform. So... Caleb Williams, it's not only about like the on-field talent. It's assessing what is he going to be like in the locker room. How is he going to be? How is he going to get along? How is he going to handle Chicago? Chicago is a tough town. When they come at him, is he going to tuck his tail and hide? Or is he going to stand up at the podium and handle that? Once again, because I don't want to be painted as the Justin Fields apologist or the homer. But I am saying I have a tremendous amount of respect for how he handled 
all of the he's had to hear about this this stuff for the better part of a year while still playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many guys can endure all of that, and we'll see if Caleb Williams can endure it because. Um, <laughs> when you come for the king, you best not miss. Well, because the so other th- when they talk about the crown, Actually, yeah, it's no. tough. That that was that was well put. <laughs> I didn't mean to step on that because that's one of the great lines no. that we've ever been fed. <laughs> but it's also a like like we watched the people rally in Detroit, right? As as they were making their run in Chicago, mm-hmm. if you play well, look at when Justin Fields played that stretch of games. He was king. Yeah. Right. The chants yeah. in the crowd, going mm-hmm. and shaking hands, kissing babies. Whatever happens, happens. I left it all on the field, all of that stuff. They're waiting. They still haven't had a 4,000-yard pass. Mark and I were talking about it, right, Chicago kids, chopping it up. You know, the Mm -hmm. Bears have more Hall of Famers than anybody, and that's not even, you know, bringing in the guys with the cup of coffee. You know, that's going to history, whatever. They've never Mm -hmm. had a 4,000-yard passer. In a day and age in the NFL where guys – I mean, Sam Howell was over 4,000 yards this year, and the enemy still got fired. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, in Chicago, they're uh, ready to anoint you king if you deliver. But if you don't. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at it. Cold weather, throwing in the wind. You got to have a strong arm. There, there's a type that has to play in Chicago. And just like Detroit um, has fallen in love with Jared Goff, despite all the stuff that came out in L.A., Jared Goff earned it through his toughness and his grit. Caleb Williams will have to earn it through that. So I will say it's probably a 95% chance that Caleb Williams is going to be the pick, right? Mm -hmm. But um, Bears fans have to get ready for being able to separate the hype from the reality of what he is when he comes. Everybody loves a winner. All right, coming up next, we'll turn our attention. Injuries and returns for the Kansas City Chiefs and how that impacts today's game. But first, we've got our guy Isaac Lowenkron. He's fueled up. He's had his hotcakes and sausages, his coffee. He's ready to go. What up, Ilo? Only eight hours and 26 minutes remaining, fellas. And let's listen in live in Las Vegas. Ah, that's music to the ears of the Chiefs and the 49ers. Nobody got in trouble overnight. No fire alarms at 6 o'clock? Uh, no reports of that yet. Okay. Yeah, the, four, uh, the the 49ers, I'll tell you what, they uh, they met the quote on that earlier this week with uh, multiple fire alarms being pulled uh, in their hotel. But all is quiet right now. They got their beauty sleep in. Although we do have one item involving the 49ers because NFL media reports the New Orleans Saints plan to hire 49 49ers passing game coordinator Clint Kubiak as their new offensive coordinator. In the NBA on Saturday night, the Golden State Warriors trailed the Phoenix Suns by two points in the dying seconds. Here's Tim Roy on KGMZ. Kajemski, bounce pass over to Curry, steps and fires a three, it's up and gone! He hit it! Point seven to go! Curry! Nothing but net! Warriors win it 113-112 to 112 as Curry finished with 30 points and 9 three-pointers. The Cleveland Cavaliers with a 119-95 win at Toronto on Saturday night. The Cavs on a nine-game winning streak. They've won 22 of 26. Finally, Charlotte guard Kyle Lowry's agreed to a contract buyout. He will then sign with the Philadelphia 76ers for the rest of the season. Fellas. Thank you so much. At Isaac Lohenkron, where you find him on Twitter. He's here to get your day rolling. We'll see if we get any more news up updates 
uh, out of Las Vegas as we get ready for the game. We know uh, for all of you that care and all of you that just love hate watching, Taylor Swift has made it uh, to Las Vegas. Get in price, Bucky, right now. 5700 plus fees. Mm. I always go back wow. to if it's your once in a lifetime, just save those dollars. Because like those Lions fans and everybody else, you may not get there for, you know, decades, ever. I mean, you still have four teams that have never been there. So, you know, it's expensive, but we put it all in perspective on the grand scale of our highways and byways. Or at least that's what I try to do. Yeah, like it, it I mean, I, I, I get it. It's, it's fun. It ain't it's cheap. Getting prices you know. expensive. Well, it's Las Vegas. No. I mean, you could have got, gotten hotels. I was telling it, you it guys, I heard a bit with uh, Tim Conway Jr. here at KFI, the news station in L.A. He was tired of hearing about politicians talking about the rain and destruction, so he literally did 20 minutes on hotel prices. He goes, look at this place. It's only 150 bucks a night. Mm. You want to go to Vegas, be a big, big roller. I mean, you keep some of that bankroll because you got a cheap. Because hotels, if you were willing to just stay wherever, you, there were the get-in wasn't mm-hmm. terrible there just to be part of the scene. So at least that part it wasn't was okay. Really? No. Well, depending on where you wanted to be, you probably, you, you, right? Like if you want to be at the win or something, you yeah, probably, you're gonna pay for it. But no, nah, if you're going to strip, but if you want to be downtown, you know how they have that little downtown section. Yeah, maybe you could stay. Maybe you could stay. Well, oh, but I mean, yeah. you know, some of you know, the, you know, we're we're just used to everybody wanting to be at the bougie hotels, and everybody hates the Luxor and whatever now. Like Luxor was under two hundred bucks a night. Really? I mean, you're not spending much time there anyway. So what the hell's the difference? That's always I mean, been my argument in Vegas. As much as I like the super hotels, and when I've been able to uh, mm-hmm. partake of those, the aforementioned win, they we had a nice setup last year. We did a couple of shows. From there, it's fantastic. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah from those Blue did. Wire Look studios. That was fantastic. But, you know, and it, and it's a great setup. There's no question about it. But if you're there and really intending to uh, make some hay in Vegas, you're not spending a whole lot of time in the room. No. You know what I mean? And no, then you're, you're usually not. just kind of flopping down on the bed for a couple hours, getting back up and getting back after it. Um. Yeah, because look, it's, it is that particularly if you're if you're doing Vegas the way that most people do Vegas, where there's either shows, gambling, or debauchery, you're not gonna be there long. <laughs> you're just not. No, that, that's exact. All right, let me let me ask you about the Chiefs, right? So Tooney missing from the offensive line. What does that do? We remember uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think the famous uh, stat was that he ran laterally 500 yards uh, against the Buccaneers. Uh, and now you have Tooney mm-hmm. out, but McKinnon coming back in theory, right? Even if it's just a decoy and a, hey, you know, he's in mm-hmm. uniform and maybe, maybe not. I mean, he's such a value in the red zone attack that if nothing else, San Francisco's defense and Steve Wilkes that already had uh, their hands full with Pacheco and company and Kelsey and trying to slow him, you know, there, there's another weapon. You at least had to go and look back at a bunch of formations. I think it is a huge deal. No one will talk about it, but if he's healthy enough to play and contribute, it's a huge deal because what it does, it, it adds another check down option to the to the arsenal. Um, so much of the, the Chiefs kind of like transformation has been about Travis Kelsey, Rice, and Isaiah Pacheco. 
Uh, Travis Kelsey controlled the middle of the field. Rice controlling the underneath portion on bubble screens and crossing routes. And then Isaiah Pacheco running the football and catching an occasional screen. With McKinnon coming back, it allows them to expand that while still staying the same. McKinnon is an outstanding receiver out the backfield. We saw a year ago what he was as a red zone weapon. It just gives them more options to continue to expand their ball control attack. Not explosiveness, but more options in terms of how can we stretch you from sideline to sideline and dink and dunk you down the field. Because remember, the San Francisco 49ers are a zone-heavy team, so there are a lot of voids in the underneath areas. McKenna could have a big game catching the ball underneath if he's healthy and available to play all 60 minutes. Yeah, I made my pick, and, and we'll do it again here in a minute, but this might have uh, might have altered how I, I came to my final score. Uh, no question about it. Waiting to uh, with bated breath on this one in terms of his availability for that offense, uh, even though it means probably more success for Matt Nagy. There you did. I circled all the way back to it in Matt Nagy. Uh, <laughs> <as> we, <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, because the, it's got to be about me. All right, we've got so much more to talk about and, and so little time. 20 minutes from now, you got Countdown to kickoff coming up. They've got you. Our guy, Arnie Spanier, who's got the uh, the post game and everything. Or actually, he's on in-game today. He and Chris Plank here, so you want to keep it tuned. Fox Sports Radio, Bucky, he's already up. He's like, what about this bet? What about the Gatorade? I'm like... We've got a, a three hours of betting coming up with our guys on Countdown to Kickoff. So we will leave that. Here, we're going to play more X's and O's. And no, not the L King version. We'll do that at Bucky Brooks, at Swollen Dome, where you find us on Twitter. We wrap up our thoughts uh, heading into kickoff next here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, welcome back in. 
TireRack.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Mike Harmon alongside my guy Bucky Brooks. Find him at Bucky Brooks. Go back, listen to the podcast, wherever you grab audio. Yeah, after we're done here, uh, the podcast goes up. If you missed any of today's show, including the two hours that Bucky and Andy Furman did earlier this this morning. Wow, this just goes so fast. Be sure to check out the podcast. Search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. Follow, rate, and review the podcast. Those are the important points. And, of course, to evangelize to friends and family, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. You'll see this show. Fox Football Sunday posted right after we get off the air. Uh, obviously, uh, many thanks to all of you out there, however you're listening, the iHeartRadio app, all our affiliates nationwide, 400-plus. Thanks to the program directors keeping us moving. To my team here and our team, Bucky, Mark, and, and Ian, of course, Isaac over there uh, that make us sound so pretty. There's just so much to discuss, so little time. Chip Kelly going to Ohio State, the latest of the – coaching carousel of uh, i think i'll go uh win Cra- craziest thing on the planet <laughs> you go from the head coach to being the offensive coordinator like that is bananas to me kind of crazy right from the hey we may fire you no you beat usc no let's stick around and then looking around the landscape and you know having to go through all nil and we've talked about it a bunch and it's something we'll examine more in the offseason the older coaches man it, is it worth it you know to to keep being on said hot seat instead of just saying, you know what, I'll go be the the offensive guru back here. I'll go back to my roots to a team that's going to be the number one squad in the nation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he, he said he fell back in love with, with coaching because he had opportunity to coach the quarterbacks this year, and he wanted to get back to that. And uh, I give Chip Kelly credit. Everybody's not built for being a head coach in college right now in this current landscape. Uh, it's too hard. You're doing a lot of recruiting, a lot of uh, fundraising, mm-hmm. a lot of shaking hands and kissing babies with boosters that is taking you away from what you really got into it for the love of the game. We saw Jeff Hadley, who took the job as defense coordinator for the Packers, talk about that. For Chip Kelly, who's not necessarily the most social dude who loves, who doesn't enjoy that part of it, he probably just wanted to get back to the essence of coaching ball, you know? He's made enough money. I mean, his pockets have been lined because he's been making big dollars. So maybe he was willing just to give up $4 million to go back to just being an old ball coach and not having to deal with all the responsibilities. And he's doing it with someone that he knows in Ryan Day who played for him. Yeah, you go through all the the extra stuff, right? It's always been there with boosters. I remember Bobby Knight, you know, mm-hmm. you know, asking me to kind of shoulder him uh, past the Indiana folks that were waiting for him after a game at Northwestern, like, just keep walking with me, kid. And, and that was years ago, and that was just guys looking for a handshake. Now you talk about folks that would be like, hey, I got a hundred grand for this running back if we can get him. Right? I mean, talking about those kind of uh, dollar amounts as we flow. All right, we, we're finally here. Final couple of minutes of, of the show here, Bucky. Uh, it's winning time. You know, I picked the 49ers to win 27-24. The earlier conversation we just had, the Jarek McKinnon thing is the thing that hangs out for me, that if he's fully healthy, that offense will look a lot different uh, and potentially mm-hmm. be a lot more dynamic. So, uh, you know, I can't change my pick. It's, it's uh, you know, on the celluloid, uh, as it were. But uh, I believe last hour you were talking about the Chiefs. What's the key to the game for them to finish the job? Uh, continue to take the approach that they've taken. Don't beat themselves. If they keep the ball, don't turn the ball over. Uh, have minimal amount of penalties. Don't allow big plays. 
on defense, they'll have a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. If this game is tight in the fourth quarter, you have to believe and they have to believe in their ability to get it done because it comes down to quarterback play and Pat Mahomes. And we've seen that story written several times. Pat Mahomes is the ultimate closer. So if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, your your job, your goal is to keep this game tight going into the fourth quarter and let number 15 win it. I got to be honest. My my biggest thing here is, you know, for the the Brock Purdy, I, I just like to see folks that shout from the the rooftop uh, proven wrong. Mm. And even if it's not a pretty game, like it hasn't been through the NFC playoffs, that he's mm. got one or two plays left in his magic bag. Uh, the big number that, that stuck out uh, doing the research, and this is where we get into all our fun prop bets, right? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 90 and a half rushing yards is his total is the chiefs when they give up fewer than 110 rushing yards composite by a squad they're seven and oh they're seven and six if they give up more than that number so just like three is a magic number it's 110 in this one so i got another magic number for you uh when the chiefs commit one or fewer turnovers they're 13 and two if they commit uh two or more, I want to say they're one and four this year. So you talk about the rushing battle. I'll talk about the turnovers. If the Kansas City Chiefs uh, win in those categories, we'll know whether they're going to win or lose or not. And then we we get the fun and excitement uh, of just kind of parsing out uh, how it plays. I mean, it's awful difficult for a uh, quarterback not to win the MVP the way this stuff is constructed. But you know, we all those narratives that go through, Chase Young can er- eradicate the first five years of his career with a big day today. You want to talk mm-hmm. about changing a narrative in one game? Uh, I mean, absolutely. You certainly can. And so this is big. It's big for him. It's huge. You got a final score for me, Bucky, before we get out of here? Uh, I've said it. I'll be consistent. Kansas City Chiefs 31-21. Pat Mahomes conducts a dagger drive with under three minutes to put the game away. Boom. All right. Both of us taking the over. 27-24, 31 uh, to 21. Uh, we'll have fun with that. Coming up next, you've got Countdown to kick off. Hey, enjoy the game, buddy. It's been a fun ride. Can't wait to start talking the offseason. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 